1: We are back, round the boards, the speedway podcast, and we're back live on BHP Radio this evening. So, uh, hello to all our listeners there. But most importantly, hello to my two co-hosts, Rob Kane. How are we doing this evening? Good evening, guys. It's nice to be live again for for a change. It's interesting. It's quite nice, isn't it? We are live. We are uh, monitoring the uh, shape box this evening. So, if anyone's got any questions or something they want to talk about, please get in contact with us. I'm sure we'll be happy to answer any questions. As the uh, live and interactive uh, podcast that we are I have um, something that we could talk about
0: okay. have uh, you two ever had food poisoning um, no No. I have you got it, Rob, you've it. Um, did you ever yeah. did, were you ever able to go on a run when you had food poisoning
3: uh, <laughs> I know where this is going um, uh, no
0: I didn't mate I was tucked up in bed me well, too yeah. I was tucked up in bed I, had I did something not go that, for a jog I, I had something well, that involved runs but it wasn't running I've I've cottoned onto that a little bit slower than you two, but yeah, uh, true Kingsland fashion a bit slower than the rest.
3: Yeah, are we? Is... Could you possibly be talking about a former, a certain former Russian slash
1: Polish world champion? Um, uh... You can't call him former because he's never had the chance to defend his title, strictly speaking. So. Okay, well, no current... comment. You're on Maybe I believe is what I should say. Anyway, we're moving on. There's nothing to slag Kingsland off about this week, so we'll move on swiftly. Wow, well, we, we can, can find something, it's not a problem. Actually, first, thing, <laughs> first thing, first topic is the Premiership Pairs review that we're doing this week, actually. We'll come on to that. Um, yep, so we're talking about the Premiership Pairs this week. We've got an interview with uh, Lee Coleman, um, who many of you may not have heard of, but uh, we'll wait for him to come on the show before we go into much detail with that. Uh, the podcast versus the world, and then the quickfire 10 with Lee, which is... For, who, who's deleted that? Someone deleted it. Deleted what? <laughs>
3: Somebody's deleted the Quickfire 10 off the spreadsheet. What? Who's done that What, them. what am I going to do now? Let me go I back. can't remember what the, big, what the Quickfire 10 is. It's disappeared. It's disappeared. That's oh, all right. I, I, can, I might be able to remember off memory. it would
1: be okay. okay. We'll leave it at that. Um, obviously, we'll be going through all the meeting reviews, uh, previews rider of the week, um, as well as looking ahead to the week's fish, fixtures and all of our normal features. But I think we will begin with the Premiership Pairs this week and I suppose we better start off by saying a big well done to the Bellevue Aces uh, who came out on top, Dan Beauley, Brady Kurtz and Jake Malford. Um, You two get a chance to watch the meeting as well? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces, not a lot.
3: I, I haven't seen a lot of it, unfortunately. Oh, but um, thank you, Bellevue, you. For, for proving my prediction right once again. No, we'll come on to that again in a minute. Stunning, but yeah, isn't it? It's stunning. It's
1: beautiful. Belle, Bellevue overcame Sheffield. Uh, my prediction, funnily enough, in um, in the semi final to me, surprise winners in the end Kane, um, Peterborough, which shocked more than anybody, I think. Ooh, Kane's gone on I mute. Think,
3: yeah, Kane's gone on mute by accident. But yes, I think I'll, I'll take the question. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I think well, I think everybody was very surprised by Peterborough doing so well. Um obviously Richie Richie Worrell um had already uh well has got plenty of experience at Leicester, hasn't he? So it's not I mean, I wasn't quite expecting him to go as well as he did, but um you know it's a really good effort from the, from a side that's had a pretty sort of depressing season if it, if I can put it that way. They've not they haven't really enjoyed the best of times, but it's nice to see them um, you know, nearly, nearly. You know, obviously if you didn't have a uh, semi-final and a obviously in a final, and um, on points they would have won it. Which
1: do we like do that format? format? Do we like the semi-final and a final? Like well, I do, but can understand why. I mean, when you race each other team, every other team, I don't know why you would have that extra heat, but I think it's just for the television, the excitement in it. Well, I mean, yeah, it's even... in, the, in
3: the same way that you got the playoffs in the league, haven't I mean, you? We do all the whole great big league season, and then we have some playoffs at the end of it. Yeah,
1: fortunately, so the, top, the top team usually doesn't win.
3: Wow,
1: no, she that's quite early. right. Actually, yeah, eighteen no. for example. But I won't harp on about it it's anymore. Still salty for that that year. You no, know, I'm very salty. Did you win the league in 2019? We did, yeah. Oh I mean, no, no, sorry. Uh,
3: yes, no. Paul with Paul finished top in 2019 and then got knocked out by Ipswich in the semi-finals. Good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Paul Ipswich. But anyway, uh, yeah. I don't think we finished top in 2017 either. Actually,
1: see, you always go through the back door as well. So yeah, best way. Yeah, I think adds to the excitement. You yeah, get the does. big crowds there at the end of the season. Unfortunately, yeah. those fans aren't there during the season. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, so so Bellevue come out on top. Sheffield uh, ended up finishing third in the end after they were beating in the semi-finals. Um, Ipswich, who who were in the meeting for a long time with Danny King and Eric Riss, won 26 along with Leicester. I think Justin Sedgman was a little bit of a disappointment for Leicester. In the end, only scoring two points, expected a few more from him. But Drew Kemp come in uh, to the meeting and scored well from reserve. Um, and then Kings Lynn didn't actually uh, come last. The one-man Kings Lynn team, hello Wolves fans, uh, finished one place above the Wolverhampton Wolves in the end. I was just waiting for Kane to come back. So yeah, Nikolai Clint scored twenty two points out of a possible twenty two King's and looked very fast, I thought. Um and, and with a different partner, Rob probably might have made a semi final in the end. Okay. I'm here,
0: don't worry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm trying to find this quick fire ten. And
1: yeah. What was the question? I've lost Rob Dave. Yeah, I've lost, I lost Kane and then I lost Rob. Um, Everyone just the question just was quite... Nikolai Klink came into the Kings Lynn team. Um, he did well without his partner. Unfortunately, Thomas Jorgensen failed to score. But you think with a, with a partner with a couple of third places, Kings Lynn might have made their way into the semi-finals. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's one of them, isn't it? We've seen it before, where an unlikely, like with Peterborough, you know, an unlikely
0: team can spring a surprise. But then see the way around, you have one rider who's really overperforming in some senses. But obviously, we you know how good Nikolai is, and you know he is capable of him scoring in his day. But then, TJ's had a bit of an up and down season, and um, you know, if you had Laguta or Palm Toft, and you know, anyone in that team, it's 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 a similar case with Kingsley if Ryder's not firing at the same time. But you know, it's just good to see Nikolai continuing his good form. I think that's yeah. one positive you can take from it. In. Yeah, on another day it could have been something a lot different, but
1: it is what it is. Well, this is true, and um he's he's certainly hit a purple patch at the moment, apart from the performance at Wolverhampton earlier in the week, but uh I've still been in contact with Nicolai and hopefully he'll be on the show sometime soon. But um moving on from the pairs then and um I think this is probably my first rant of the season, to be honest. Don't know, probably it's not. Impressive. No, so oh, it. Is it is it your first rant? By the no, way, no, can no. you hear me again? Yeah, we've Which got you imploding.
3: back loading. Lovely, right. Okay. Yeah, I don't, is it your first rant? No, I don't think it is. No. You had a definitely you've
1: definitely had at least three about Kingsland at some point. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. This is this is totally un orientated oriented now, and this is this is more to do with BSN. Um, uh those who watched the meeting uh, may well have found that there was issues with graphics that were coming up on screen. Um and then the following day the comments on social media were All I can say is there's a a few speedway, and I use the word fans in inverted commas, who probably need to give their head a little wobble. If if you're getting annoyed by the fact that a graphic has appeared of not the rider who should be in the race, you shouldn't be watching speedway, because that isn't what you're watching. You're there to watch the meeting. Ben, Martin, and everyone involved in BSN have worked so hard to get it to where it is. Martin's explained the problems that they were encountering with they didn't know what gates riders were going to be in until they actually got to the gate. And yet fans find it very easy to sit behind a keyboard and write absolute garbage um, about how bad it was. I mean, BSN, what people can understand, BSN are not trying to be Eurosport, as um, our friend Ian Brannan has mentioned in the past. A guy from Eurosport is carrying more equipment on his back than BSN have in total. and that's just the size of the corporation so don't compare BSN to Eurosport in that respect compare it in terms of the action on the track BSN are offering more to us than we have ever experienced in our life at Speedway so just enjoy the, the fact that we've got loads of Speedway on telly at the moment most clubs have now got their own streaming service you could probably watch Speedway seven days a week at the moment if you wanted to pay for all them services but just concentrate on watching the speedway and stop moaning about every little thing that might be wrong, like a graphic. I don't know what you boys think, but that was winding me up the other day.
3: Yeah, I, I pretty much reiterate what you said, mate. To be honest, it's um, yeah. You know, there's a lot more. There's a lot of more things you could be moaning about in speedway than a graphic being wrong. Um, you know, there's. I'm sure Eurosport have got a graphic wrong in the past. I'm sure Sky Sports back in the day. Oh God. The, the the god that is sky sports who apparently were fantastic i'm sure they got a graphic wrong at some point it's not it's not the end of the world let's be fair the, the, the majority i would suggest that 98% of the people will come back to 98% later but 98% of the people that um watch bsn <laughs> are, are, are speedway fans and know what's going on you know what i mean like you, you have a rough. i'm pretty sure they'll they have a rough idea of who who lester's pairings are they would have seen it at the start of the meet they would have seen it all over social media they would have seen ex- who the Leicester riders are, who any of the any of the Premiership riders are racing in the pairs. So uh, you can have a probable guess as to who it is. I'm sure Justin Sedgman's picture coming up for a rider that it wasn't wasn't Justin Sedgman isn't necessarily the end of the world, guys. I'm I'm sure you'll you can cope and it's it, it happens. Little mistakes happen. As 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 BSN said, they only know they obviously riders could choose gates right up until the point they were at the tapes. So you know it's very small amount of time. I think just just watch Speedway and enjoy it.
0: Gene, do you wanna jump in? I think you've just hit the nail on the head really. It's it's a minor issue. And stop crying. <laughs> Sorry, but I feel like saying that to people. I'll be honest, half the time I don't even look at them. I yeah.
1: But Oh, well. Sad to miss though when you go on Facebook and like the first post that appears is from Speedway Friends and it's someone with the most ridiculous Oh comments. no, I, I look
0: at those. I don't look at the graphics.
1: Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought you meant the comments. No, I, I take lots of time looking at the, the Speedway Friends.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, so for me, the graphics is just a very minor added detail. But as Martin said, he'd had and all the problems they encountered during the day, they're lucky they got a meeting on to be honest. and. And then to blame BSN for the delays during the meeting because they were having interviews with riders, absolute crock of crap. BSN do not hold up a meeting so that they can have a chat with someone. That I mean, I would. The, the delay between, I think it was before the semi-final when they were doing a lot of track work was ridiculous, to be fair. At that time was night as well. And I believe Leicester have a 10.30pm curfew, which meant... It got close. It, towards the final. It got close to not. If they'd have had an accident in the final, say in the first stage and in the final, they may not have finished that meeting. Because I think it, it must have been fifteen, twenty minutes that they were messing about doing the track. I don't know why they had for, for two races why you spent that long doing it. I, I didn't watch it, but
0: um, were there any like complaints by riders or
1: what about the delay or?
0: Well, about the track, that's why I'm thinking like maybe that's why there's track work going on. I don't,
1: I don't think there was many complaints from anybody during the meeting. No. But I think Stuart Dixon was out on the track at that point. Um, it, for me, he sort of it it didn't ruin the last two heats because it had been a fairly decent meeting. But it sort of changed the lines in the semi final. So the riders come out in a semi final, and where they may have been riding one heat earlier, then had disappeared. So, so mm. the racing. I mean, I mean to be fair, Bellevue and Sheffield was probably the final that people wanted with respect to Peterborough. It was the two for me, the two best partnerships that were there that day on, in the league. Um, and then, and then Peterborough just got blown away out of the tapes by Buley and Kurtz in the final, which I, I think everyone expected before we got to the semi-finals. I don't think Peterborough would have been strong enough come come that point to for, for Warren and Cook to beat Buley and Kurtz, but. I just think the meeting changed a little bit for them last couple of heats by changing the track but that's just my opinion
0: I'm not a fan of it's like in the GPs when they grade it after or before semi-final one I don't like that and like before no, fifteen in the meeting it's I get why because like, I think the GPs do it every four to keep it fair but then is it fair? because
1: yeah I don't think I think they should just leave it after the qualifying heats for the semi and the final
0: but uh, I like you say it usually makes the race a bit better when the the, the, the dirt's are wide so yeah, if you drag
3: all the dirt and you, you drag all the dirt inside it's just a, it becomes a bit of a gate's paradise for the semis in the final when yeah. that's the last thing you want you want anybody to win it you just the person off the best gate wins which
0: is not something you want so yeah maybe just stop track grading after <laughs> <before> the semi semifinals <laughs> and the final and uh, just quickly, uh, thank you, Craig Hell, for sending me the quick fire ten that we have
1: lost, but it's back. It's a good job we've got people that listen to the show really. Exactly. Yeah. Good send us a question. Moving on from my little rant because because I'm now gonna probably talk um with someone who um feels similar about some of the issues that we've uh, raised, but um for those of you that aren't aware, um, we have Lee Coleman on the show this evening. Um, for, for those of you of a certain age, uh, me being one, uh, I remember Lee riding uh, for Coventry back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Um, and he has come up with a document which has been passed on to the BSPL and the SCB. Um, so welcome, Lee. How are we doing this evening?
2: Hello, everybody. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for this, Nathan. Much appreciated.
1: Not a problem. Not a problem. As I said, um, and, and we'll probably start with there. I think I think the main the main focus of this conversation today is about the document you've pr- produced, and I know uh, we've been going over it and looking through some of the details. But um, Speedway for you, um, and I've been messaging you uh, over the last few weeks, particularly about coming on the show. But Speedway for you, how did how did it all begin?
2: Um, for me personally, I, I was going to Speedway as a baby in arms. Um, my dad. Used to be a second half racer at the Blackbird Road Stadium in Leicester. Um, He carried on racing for a short period while I was a baby, but unfortunately had to stop, um, mainly through financial reasons. Um, But actually, my great uncle was one of the pioneer racers, uh, one of the leg trailers, as we called them. Um, He was actually captain of Nottingham Speedway when they raced out of, I think it was called the Olympic Stadium in Nottingham. and then, as I grew up, my auntie was also married to um, Keith White, who most people will have known from the 70s and the 80s. Um, so I've sort of been around Speedway all my life and then um, had a go myself in my late teens, early 20s. Um, and then from
1: then on, I've been a supporter for the rest of that time. So what um, what made you stop in the end?
2: Um My ambition was always to race for Coventry B. So at Coventry, uh, with my sort of team as a lad, um, used to stand on the Brandon Terraces, um, you know, pining, if you like, to get out there and race for the team myself, which I was pleased to do. Um, I realised that my career probably wasn't going to progress at Coventry, so I went to Peterborough in
1: 1992.
2: um, Started off very well. Um, in their junior setup um, but unfortunately I had an accident in a Vassalat practice session um, in June uh, 1992 which resulted in me um, breaking my neck which I've made a full recovery from um, but it sort of stopped the if you like the career path in its tracks um, yeah. everything's okay I've, I made a full recovery it's just one of them things really but um, I did get back into it into the veteran racing veteran upright racing a few years ago but um after it scratched the itch, I've sort of left that behind as well.
1: So, uh, you've, you've said you've been, you've been a fan for some time. So, you, leading up to this document, um, unfortunately, obviously, Coventry have closed down. So, after Coventry, where did you, where did you head after that?
2: So, predominantly, with, with Leicester starting up um, over a decade ago again, um, most of my watching, if you like, or pain to, to watch is at Leicester. But we do... We do travel around a little bit when when time allows, but I would say predominantly I watch um, Speedway at Leicester at the new stadium.
1: Well, it's not so new now, but it still feels like it's new. Yeah. So uh, we we hear comments from people in the past, and I think um, you messaged me with a similar comment um, about Speedway and how people classify it as the good old days. Um, yeah. For you, Speedway back then and Speedway now, what for you are the main differences?
2: The the actual race itself, uh, in the documents, I've described it as four gladiatorial races over four exhilarating laps. That's still the same for me. Um, I still get the same buzz out of watching a race as I did as a kid. Um, I think what has definitely changed for the younger generation of, of today, when compared with when I was a lad, was there's more for them to do and they need entertainment or they need entertaining. All of the time, and for me, the value for money that we're getting now is probably not on par with what you would get in other forms of entertainment, or other forms of motorsport, or sport in general. Really, um, I've just come back from a, a weekend. Well, not come back, but I've spent the weekend at um, Donington Park watching the World Superbikes. And although that's the top of the tree, if you like, for road racing or short circuit racing, the the organisers and and uh, and the staff on site really do make sure that the customers get what they deserve for their for their entrance fee. Um, and throughout my document, I've tried to de- try to term, if you like, the supporter base or the fan base as the customers, because we should be treating, or should we should be treated like customers, that we want, you know, the organisers want us to return to their to their product and keep investing in their product. Um, And then if if we attract new customer base, they will eventually become the fans of the sport. But at the moment, and I've had experience of this myself in trying to introduce people to the sport, although they get blown away away by the actual spectacle of the race, they're not overjoyed with the, if you like, the amount of racing they see. And also the time spent in the stadium, if we're honest, we're, we're entertaining ourselves most of the time. Um, while we're waiting for the next race to appear. So I hope I've answered your question there. It's more, I just want the sport in the UK to sort of step into this century really and and cater for the younger generation because what really worries me, especially when I walk around Leicester and this is no disrespect to anybody, but I'm seeing the same faces that I would have seen on the terraces at Brandon, for example. Mm -hmm. um, And I'm not seeing too many being replaced.
1: Right. 100% agree with that. I'm the same. My club, Kings Lynn. Um, you go around, you see the same old faces, and you don't see this newer generation coming in. So, I'll move on to the the um. I'll call it a brochure, I suppose. It's it's quite a bit, an extensive document. You've you've (laughs) As, as I mentioned, it's gone to the BSPL. Um, it's gone to the SCB. Um there's a background to it while you've produced the document sporting events that you go to, as you mentioned, and then it doesn't just cover race day activities. There's the league structure, the British champs, the, the, the BLRC, as it was the British league, Riders championships, the junior structure, the rule book, a whole collection of things. And I think the first thing I want to touch on is, um, I remember seeing a comment on June in back in early June, I think it was about how a couple of big figures had, um, it said that they were going to read it. Have you had any feedback so far from um, anybody in particular yeah, uh, that may have read the document and, and what their initial thoughts are?
2: Yeah, so I've, I had, initially I had some quick feedback from um, I, I think it's okay to say Chris Van Straten at Wolverhampton responded quite quickly to say thank you and he would be reading the document. Um, I also had um, a speedy response from Jim Lawrence at the SCB and um, Jim has read the, doc- the document. I've also had um, various different, I would say, figureheads within the sport or within their clubs private message me saying thank you. And I won't say they're agreeing with every single thing i put in there because obviously we're all different, but there has been some positive feedback um, from various areas of the sport. Um, and what I do know is that it's on the, so the SCB apparently have a monthly meeting um, it is on their July agenda list to discuss, um, which is all I'm asking for at the moment, really. Um, the, just to wind back a little bit, my original proposal was to actually stand up in front of them as a customer and look them in the eyes and, and talk about what my thoughts were as regards how the, the sport could move forward. Um, I did have to hound a little bit, if I'm honest, um, through social media and through um, emailing the, the, the uh, BSPL office. But to their credit, I did get a reply asking for them, asking for me to detail what I thought in an email. Um, it, as we all know, when you stand up in front of somebody talking, it's very difficult to to relay the same sort of passion um, and make sure what your point across is the same on a bit of paper. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I ne- I needed to put it all down in a document and detail yeah. it as much as I can, which the document just kept growing because I didn't want to lose the opportunity by not detailing as much as I could, as much as I could really. So um that's where, where the document came from. But like I say, I have had feedback. It is on the SCB agenda for July. Um, I'm just waiting for that to happen. And then I still would like to stand up in front of anybody who listen because like I say, it's easier to talk about something you have passion for rather than, ask somebody to read a, a
1: thirty page um, brochure as you call it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm one hundred percent, and I, I, I'm looking at, it. I'm still looking at it now, like reading through some bits. And like, I think w- one thing that you focus on is is the customer. Um, as as the fans are, we we pay for our entry, we want to be entertained, and a lot of the things you talk about is not just the main meeting that you want to be entertained for. And I was I was talking to Rob prior to coming on air tonight. And we talked about it, most people will probably get into a stadium an hour before the meeting begins. And generally yeah. at the moment, all you're doing is you're standing there, you might be chatting to someone, you might be watching some bikes warm up. But I think some of the... And and what I'll do is I'm going to share this document um, on our social media pages because I want people to read some of these. Because I think this particular bit, the pre-main event and the after event, are, are really... Good points, and I'm I'd I'd love to see some of these come into pra- into practice, especially the the pre meeting rider practice, which I think is a really good idea. Because as Rob pointed out, generally the early meetings, um, people curb crawl for the first four heats while while the track gets itself sorted out. But if you've got people practicing at that point, and you also might have some junior demonstration races before the main meeting, it's sort of it's sort of bedding the track in and making it raceable straight from heat one.
2: Yeah, and and to be honest with you, speedway is a bit of a strange sport where it's one of the few motorsports in general where there isn't actually a practice session apart from obviously your world qualifying events and and Grand Prix. So the riders basically go into their first heat cold. um, And they're used to it. I don't think anybody really complains about it. But my idea is it can be a leveler as well. So if you've got, um, obviously... A team of a away you you have an away team at every league match it can also bring them into the meeting a lot earlier than it would have done especially when you've got some tracks with a little bit of quirkiness about it so the Wolverhamptons, you know the plymouths of this world where you know if you if your home track is is a, is a lot bigger than those it, it can take a ride or two to actually not remember how to do it but to obviously get dialed in as, as well as the home seat team so it's opportunity there, but I, I've actually said it, it, it shouldn't be mandatory because if there's anybody that doesn't want to practice, they shouldn't be forced to do it. Um, but the main reason for it is to give, like you say, the early the early birds additional entertainment while they're waiting for the main event to start. And again, I'll hop back to what I've done over the weekend. I've actually gone to each, if you like, race day, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, and I've watched every single... Warm up session at Donington, and I've been, you know, royally entertained. Really, it's not just the, the racing that's part of the event; it's the build up to it as well.
1: Uh, and this is what we enjoy, and I like. Um, it's all it's all about an entertainment. Or speedway should be an entertainment anyway. Um, yeah. mand- mandatory for race winners to complete a lap of honour. Absolutely, for me. I remember back when I first started going, all the fans would be on the fence, giving high fives to the riders when they were coming round. Unfortunately. Most tracks can't do that. Now health and safety's took over, and um, and stock car fences have gone up, and everything. But yeah. some of the some of the additional features that you have, like uh, rider interviews, crowd interaction, I, I sense a lot of the clubs are trying this at the moment. But there's there's so much more that they could do to get on board with with such ideas as these. And do you wonder why it's taken for yourself to come up with this document? Why has anyone else not? Thought of these ideas, or why has no one produced these ideas?
0: I think
2: I think a lot of people have thought of them. Um, for example: I know there's, there's certain clubs that are implementing more of an entertainment factor um, to, to to their events. But the reason I put it down in the undocumented, it, it's something something that's been building up over the, over years, really. So I've, I've sort of seen I've seen the world move on. And I've not seen British Speedway move on at the same pace, and you know I've been speaking to people and know I've put the odd post on my own Facebook page, nothing derogatory, just comments um but I didn't really feel like I was doing anything about it. um I'm not a promoter, I don't have any desire to be a promoter. I want to be a supporter that pays their money and gets value for that payment but um it was the only thing I could think of and I've, I've made a little bit of noise about it on purpose because I want I want it to plant some seeds. So although it's been designed to sort of, each section is designed to dovetail into the next, or, you know, it's, it's almost a holistic view from a blank sheet of paper. If it plants seeds and if it starts to move the ball a little bit quicker than it is actually at the moment to try and re-engage with the younger fan base. I'm not just talking about, the kids at school with we've, we've got a lost generation of if you like young families as well so when i used to go it would be with my mum and dad and my sister um i can't get my kids to come with me they're, they're not interested in it but it's not because they don't like the racing it's just that it's it's drawn out and they're not interested in waiting for the track to be graded or um they don't want to be standing there for like you say 45 minutes before it starts and and they don't want an interval just before the meeting ends for example, which I, I still can't get my head around why we have an interval so late in the meeting it's it's those things that I just want to plant seeds for um around the meeting entertainment itself and a lot of what I've put in there I don't think involves much of investment apart from time and a bit of hard work
1: and, and, and you focus on the 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 experience and for, for many Speedway fans, the first-time experience is the, the last in memory. So the sport needs people to return. So it's important to have these added features because if, let's say, for instance, a, a, a newbie fan has gone to a recent meeting, um, I'm trying to think of an example here. I uh, can't think of a specific example at the moment, but where something's gone wrong in the meeting or where it's difficult to understand... One. Go on then, Kane. I know I where t- this is. I even, took one
0: though. of my mates to Workington, and uh, there was okay. a big crash in it too, and there was about an hour delay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Try so this, is yeah, that. Yeah, this is the the point. It's it's not so much that that was difficult to explain, but it's it's the drawing out of the meeting, whether you would be waiting for an, an ambulance or you've got to wait for the doctor to see him over. It's about making it. I, I know it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult one this because you've got an injured rider on the track, but there needs to be some form of um, something going on for the fans who are still waiting in the stadium, waiting about. Is that? Do you agree with that, Lee?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think most people that attend most sport events, if there is a, a serious accident where you know the, the participants are in need of m- medical attention, m- a lot most people will be. Um, you know they'll they'll put up with that, but you're right. They they won't. They want something else to give them entertainment. Um, they'll want interesting things over the Tanoi. They'll, they'll need something to watch while they're waiting for what they've paid to watch to restart again um, and i don't i don't think you know if we were starting from scratch with speedway so if we as four invented speedway right now i very much doubt we'd invent what we've got in the uk if we had a blank sheet of paper um we would still have those four riders doing those four laps there's absolutely no doubt about that, but would we actually have i mean i won't i won't go into every single part of this but would we actually have riders riding for more than one team um and then they'll ride for another set of two teams the following year um you know would like i mentioned earlier would we have an interval that's towards the end of the the actual main event um you wouldn't do it you wouldn't write you wouldn't invent something that's got quite a few flaws at the moment for whatever reason those flaws have have, have appeared Um, but this is the other thing they have got the power to actually almost reinvent it Um, there's nothing to stop it we we all all still will go speedway because we still love watching the the, the racing but it's about enticing that new generation of customers and let's face it there's more customers out there now than there's ever been before Mm. Um, we've never had such a crowded island, we've never had so many youngsters that are crying out for things to do, and Speedway should be right up their street with the short, sharp bursts, but it can't be short, sharp bursts and then 10, 15 minutes and nothing. Yeah. It has to be full-on entertainment for that entrance fee. Yeah. And the, the other thing I'm sorry to cut you off, the other thing I mentioned you was that what is interesting with Speedway is if, if you're on the inside, so, obviously, riders, they're, they're doing their thing. But anybody else that's on the inside of the sport, they have a great time. It's quite an interesting time to be in the pits or, you know, in, in the uh, announcer's box or with the referee. It's it, it it's very interesting. And a lot of those interesting bits and pieces that go on, we we as customers don't see. So there's, there's loads of opportunities to bring the pits action to the eyes of the customers, whether that's via app or TV screens, depending what type of stadium you're in, um, fan zones within the the pits. There's so many things that we can do to make the meeting more interactive, whether that be on an iPhone or physically in the flesh. That um, again don't break the bank. It might involve yeah. a fan zone in the pits that just has a you know a, a temporary barrier put up, so for health and safety. There's so many things that I believe can just be implemented very well and give that value for money for those
1: new new attendees. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to focus on a point you just made there in, in terms of the league structure. And you talk about credibility and identity quite a lot. And you just mentioned about the doubling up. And I just want to not pick holes in it. I just want to um pick a point out. And it's about the doubling up uh, facility, which we never had in the past. um And it has been around for quite a number of years now. But... To have one rider per team, do you think, A, at the moment, that there's enough riders to go round? And B, is it financially viable for riders to only ride in one league in the UK?
2: Um, They're both valid questions, to be honest with you. And and from a point of view, if, if we're trying to make one rider per club in the current format, it probably wouldn't work. It is debatable because we've obviously seen quite a few riders this year end up without team places or didn't start off with team places um and especially as we've got clubs that are on the verge of closing altogether um I'm not sure how even if you disregard the document I've put together I'm not sure how it can continue with so few clubs with riders still doubling up and down anyway but this is where I was well sort of coin from let's look at it from a blank sheet of paper point of view and, and you know, create a league structure that would encourage. I'm not saying it could happen overnight. And I've, In my document, I've actually asked them to start planning for this at the latest for a 2025 implementation. But hopefully they've already started thinking about it and it could start to be coming in next year. But, you know, create a league structure that might not be seven-man teams um, with opportunity to grow when, the, if you like, the, in my vision, the rider pool starts to swell a little bit more. Because as you as you you might be coming on to later on, I've I've looked at it from a point of view of if we do create a product that entices more supporters, more supporters will also turn into more rider interest, especially the younger generation, and that's where we need to give them a clear career path from the junior to the development league to the senior league of whatever format that is. Um, so that they've they've got opportunity. And if, if a motocross rider wants to wants a chance his hand at or their hand at riding speedway, give them the clear career path that they can see should they be good enough, they they can create you know, a, a career out of it. Whether it's financially viable for one club per rider at the moment, it's a very good question because back when I was trying to become a rider there was a lot more clubs and a lot more riders trying to get into teams, so the competition for team places was extremely fierce. Unfortunately, we haven't got that at the moment, and that it's almost created a, I don't know, a, an entitlement. I think because I think there's a lot of riders that won't won't remember that one club scenario. I think a lot of riders' careers have been brought up around having the two club sort of thing. You know, they, they don't know any different. But it, I'll go back to what I said. It, it's a challenge. But if you were going to invent Speedway from scratch, would you have that scenario in your in your blueprint? And I, I don't think anybody would. Can I, uh, I, I? I just want
3: to sort of dive in just really quickly with the idea of, um, as you said, maybe not financially viable for to for riders to have one team. I was just doing you know a quick bit of sort of, of thinking. As you said, do we have to go with uh, seven man teams? Now, I think I've said before. I think I said before on the show, maybe they were saying there was, there's not enough riders to have this many teams in the top flight or whatever. But obviously, if you if you say there are seven teams in the top flight, if you dropped it at six-man teams, you got another team, plus an extra rider anyway. But I think the only way you could do it, in in my eyes, would be to... I think you'd have to get rid of the top flight altogether. I think you'd have to have... I think you would have to go one league with a national league. And then... So if you look at that, if looking at it now, you've got seven teams in the top flight. is 49 riders. Uh, nine teams in the championship is 63 riders, which is 112 riders altogether. Now, six-man teams for 16, 16 teams will be 96 riders. Would you say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about it, that would leave you 16 double-up riders that you could get rid of. I don't know how many riders double up in the premiership, but I'm probably it's probably not far off that number. Mm-hmm. Um, out of, say, 49, I can't think of... It's not as bad as it was last year, but I would say that's probably doable. 100, say 96, 96 riders with six-man teams in a 16-team league. Everybody races each other twice. All right, you may not get necessarily. You might have to sort of say goodbye to the to your GP stars a little bit because I don't yeah. think obviously if a certain teams have a Doyle in it and um, have a Doyle or so, so off, Sorry, um, other teams wouldn't be able to afford it. Say, so, like your Plymouths probably wouldn't. Um, be able to afford that sort of rider, so it might make it a little bit sort of topsy-turvy in terms of yeah, in terms of who can afford what. But it probably, I think, mean, in terms of the number of riders here already, it probably would, it probably work doing that. And then you just yeah. probably get rid of the of the real top riders, and you'd have probably just mostly British. But I think there's probably enough riders to do it if you did it as one league, maybe.
2: Yeah, and it, it, there's no doubt it would be a challenge, and it's it's probably that challenge that's any any sort of work going forward with this because I can understand you know trying to get the teams to be equal strength that might be a challenge we may end up with a little bit of domination for a period um but all sports have dominant dominating competitors or teams at some point um but the way the way I'm looking at it is not so much through our eyes because we we're sort of battle hardened to it for one of a better expression i'm yeah. looking at it through those potential new customers eyes because when they get hooked on it or when they want to come back again they'll start asking questions and they'll they'll start to notice that chris harris rode for our opposing team last week but now he's riding for somebody else next week why is that and when those questions start getting asked that's when you start to lose them a little bit because they'll be comparing they Although I get told now, on a regular basis, Speedway's unique, you shouldn't compare it. Potential customers will compare our sport with other sports that they're already watching. It's in human nature. I still do it now. I'm never I'm never going to stop comparing what I'm watching when I go Speedway to other things. But that's when you'll lose them if they if they start to question its credibility. And it's not just... The supporters it's also the the mainstream press as well we we don't get anywhere near the publicity that the riders should get but sometimes i'm glad about that because i don't want i don't want it to be picked apart in in full public view if that makes sense because i believe it can be fixed and that's when we should be interested in getting you know the the the, a lot more eyes looking in because then we'll be able to retain them
1: yeah I just want to pick up on the point you just raised there about comparing it to other sports, and I know this gets people's backs up a little bit um when people compare it to football, but I almost want it to be like football if you take away what has been the hooligan element of football, but in terms of atmosphere um you want that at a speedway stadium i you can't you can, you almost can't um apprehend when you have like a crowd of I don't know, say five hundred to a thousand every week. Suddenly you get to the playoffs, and there's four thousand people there. Yeah, exactly. why does it take? Why does it take a big playoff meeting for for the fans to come out and a chance of success for a team to build an atmosphere? Why yeah. why do they not come during the meet during the season?
2: And there's no reason. I mean, again, I'm fully I go football myself. Um, I'm fully behind as regards the we need to still keep Speedway as a family sport, but. We, we should really be able to attract our local sporting fans because they have identity to their own team. So Leicester's quite fortunate. We've got a lot of sporting teams and well-supported sporting teams, to be fair. But they've got identity to that, that set of competitors. And most of the sports don't have the, almost the expected um, turnover of staff that Speedway has. Um, you know you'll have you'll have the teams evolving you'll have new members coming in and a few members leaving but you know speedway we we all know our our local team could have a completely set of different riders next year and that that isn't how you especially for the younger generation who you start to get their favorite riders i've got I'll, I'll, I can remember myself you know sporting Coventry as a lab you would get one or two maximum over a period of five years changes you wouldn't have a completely new set of riders appear, give um, or take the odd one, season on season. And and that's where, if if we can attract and we can give an entertaining night out, these people will start coming back, and then we need to give them that credibility, and we need to give them an identity with their own local team, because that's how it can grow, and that's how all the sports have grown.
1: Um I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't mind five or six changes next season, personally. <laughs> but that must, that's just that's just me. But I just uh, um, moving on to another topic that you talk about the British Championship, and this is this is quite a big one for me because, and I'm I'm sure you were probably there during them days as well, Lee. I remember back in the 90s, uh, the Saturday No, it was a Sunday afternoon at Coventry, yeah. 3 p.m. British final. Those were those were big days, and I know you. You talk about the heyday, and it was the heyday years for me, having such a wealth of talent. When we talk about Gary Havelock, Joe Screen, Martin Dugard, Mark Laurent, Chris Louis, guys like that, all fighting for a British title in front of so many fans. For me, that encapsulated what Speedway and the British Championship was about. And I know you talk about a series here. I, I, I sort of agree with the series, but I also think, there should be a qualification process for a British final rather than hand plucking riders. Yes, you can argue that they're picking the sixteen best riders at that moment, but there should be a qualification and I, c- I can understand where you're coming from with a series, so that uh, every not every every track, but a variety of tracks where someone over a series, like a someone as consistent as not as good as Bartosz Marslik but someone who can be as consistent as Bartosz Marslik and win a series.
2: Yeah, and to be honest with it, the serious side of it is. It, it, again, I keep saying I've called this my vision, but I've, I've tried to look at it from a holistic point of view, and I've, we, we have a, a superb championship with the British Championship. It, it doesn't matter what sport you're talking about; the Brit, having British Championship next to the next to the title attracts attention, um, and our own British Championship, although it's come into criticism over the last decade or so it is starting to retain its sparkle a little bit and i don't think it's a coincidence that being at bellevue with the type of racing you see there that that's definitely helped it but in my my mind we we should be trying to make the most of our our british championship and, and taking it on to the next level and creating a series out of it because that could become the flagship um that could be what people see Speedway as in the UK. So not to replace the team side of it, but to be the, if you like, the carrot that attracts new supporters. Because An individual meeting is is very easy to follow. It's normally either whoever scores the most points wins or whoever wins the final wins. There'd be no questioning about um, credibility or integrity during the event because it is quite straightforward. And if marketed correctly, and at the right places as well so we'd want it to be at our um best arenas not just from a racing point of view but also you know what a customer would expect of a of an arena type entertainment these days um it could really become the the flagship and the the carrot that brings the the new supporters in and then we can then use their, if you like, new enthusiasm for the sport to then start filling the league meetings, but the league meetings need to be again full entertainment so that they don't drift away. Um, whether the riders would welcome a, a series that the only way that would happen really is if we could if it was marketed so that it could pull in the sponsorship to reward to reward them in in what they deserve. Um, but again, from my if you like blank sheet of paper point of view we've got a really nice meeting that happens towards the end of the year yeah. that only really Speedway supporters go and watch whereas if we had a series each each club yeah. that had a, a, a round could promote it to the hill and really engage with their local public to potentially reap the rewards in league meetings as well yeah.
1: And there's so, much, there's so much in here and, and, and I wish we could go through it all to be honest uh, time constraints are against us but I just want to focus on some other bits and um, the rule book in particular that you go through. And um, one point that we've raised quite regularly on this show is the, um, the tapes infringement. And you you talk about it in this document um, about uh, not restarting a race for a starting infringement unless the tapes. So not that you're all for rolling at the start, but do you think referees should just let the race go if, if nobody's actually touched the tapes? Because I tend to think if someone wants to anticipate the start and they get it right, I haven't got a problem with it
2: um, I'll say as an ex rider but I wasn't really I didn't do it for long enough to cast myself as a proper rider but I, as an ex rider if I've gambled and I've made the start and I didn't touch the tapes that's that's I've done well so I don't think we should be penalizing anybody for making a good start I would say but not touching the tapes but the only the, the, the main reason I'm saying that is that we we don't pay to watch restarts and I don't I'm not gonna mention certain referees, but I I can sometimes look in the programme and see a certain referee and guarantee there's gonna be two or three restarts tonight then. Because they tend to be looking for things that if if we didn't have this rule and just used it used the tape touching as the exclusion or the restart, it would take a decision away from them and then the and obviously the paying customers wouldn't be seeing not just the race restarted, but also the shenanigans that go on with the bikes being put back together and, you know, the delays that happen when um, these restarts take place. So in my mind, if somebody makes a good start, they've anticipated, good on. It's not a problem. I don't think many people do have a problem with it, to be honest. But I do hear the moans and groans when the, the red light comes on and nobody really knows why.
1: Yeah, no, Absolutely again moving on you you talk and for me this is the, this is one of the most important aspects of of speedway and how we can get it back to a, a mainstream sport shall we say like it used to be social media uh, underused for me in in many aspects um do you do you believe that the that tracks could be doing much more on the, in the social media terms
2: absolutely yeah i mean the i'll be honest no i I will say that over the last two or 3 years it has improved significantly, and the, the social media parts of their releases are a lot more professional-looking. Um, I was just, in preparation for this meeting, I was just having a quick look at Bellevue's social media because they're racing tonight, and it is, it's is up-to-date, you know, what what you sort of want people to see, but again, it's only Speedway supporters that are probably looking at that. It, it, it needs to sort of engage in other areas as well, and and I don't know I don't know how much Speedway wants social media in the, in the UK. So I, that might be an odd thing to say, but I know the riders are probably restricted to what they're allowed to do and what they're allowed to say. But we should be giving them a little bit more of free reign. Um, I would love to see Speedway riders doing the same sort of things as you see the, the, the top motocross riders do and have their own channels and let's see behind the scenes and let's, let's tag that into the club's social media posts and the the more people that are talking about speedway on social media and the riders are what we're interested in if we're honest um as much as um that might upset a few other people that like to be on social media i'm interested in what the riders are doing and i want to see what they're doing behind the scenes i want to see what they're doing on the way to the meetings when they're in an airport or if they're in the van i want to know their opinions and i don't think we should be reining them in as much as we are when they are the most interesting part of it. And, and if we can tie that in with the club aspect and have live sort of feeds on the, from the pits, et cetera, when you're in the meeting, it, it's only good for me. The more people talking about it, the more people will get interested, the more sponsorship riders will get. It, it should just snowball. But it goes right back to what I said at the beginning. If the event is something that people think they've got value for money for, then that snowballing effect will just keep getting bigger and bigger. But if they if they come and not like what they're watching, then it won't be of any benefit.
3: Yeah. Can I? Uh, I'll, I'll just just dive in one more time. Um, when you're talking about obviously the the event being value for money, I just wanted to sort of give give an example that I've experienced in a, in a different sport that I think it's on a it's obviously a completely different sport to Speedway. Um, but it's sort of a niche sport in this country, especially is ice hockey. Now, yeah. Swinning have got an ice hockey team, and I've been to watch the Swin and Wildcats ice hockey team quite a few times. Now. Obviously, the game's only an hour long. There's 20, three twenty-minute periods, and there's a there's a fifteen-minute gap between each. There are 2 two fifteen-minute gaps. Now, there's there's always something going on in those fifteen-minute gaps. Now, obviously, I know yeah. a track grade isn't fifteen minutes per se, but know yeah, there's there's You're always something. Out. There's always yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes they are. Yeah, obviously, it pairs it was twenty minutes, but yeah, there's there's always <laughs> something going on. Like um, yeah, there are competitions. Like for example, at, at, at the ice hockey, there's a chuck a puck competition. So you buy a, a little rubber puck yeah. and you lob it, and the closest person to the bucket wins a prize. And that is always after the first period. So you could do, I'm just you know, and it's and the crowds are roughly about the same to what Swindon were getting at home in the Speedway before the before we closed down. So you know, there's there's things you could do. You could say, oh, at the first track grade of the night, there'll be this little competition going on. If you want to enter, it'd be here. I don't know what the competition is, but you could. It's a track grade, and so you can tell oh, this competition's going on, and people aren't then watching a track to go around for ten minutes. I think well, yeah, it. something like that. I think they like,
0: that, you throw I think you over like I think you you throw a ball and um you have to land on like the curb or like the one of the lines on the pitch on the infield. And yeah like if you get it there you get to I don't know, you might get to watch a meet on the center grade or something. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, or a little cash or a little cash yeah. prize or something yeah. like that
3: where like oh, after the first track grade of the night, this'll be happening. At the second track grade, this'll be happening. Probably don't bother yeah. with an inter- interval at all, to be honest, it's a bit of a waste of time. That's just twenty minutes that you'll never get back so but if you are going to have an interval at least do something in it whereas at most tracks yeah. it's, we're going to play a bit of music and maybe the team manager will come on the mic and do an interview about something but it, it's like 30 seconds to a minute of an interview and you're stood there for 15 minutes twiddling your thumbs so yeah. you do something at the first track grade like, this is going to happen second track grade this is going to happen this is where it's happening and then people won't watch a track to go around for 10 minutes because they, they'll be doing okay. something else that's
2: okay. it and yeah, i mean the. the it's endless what you could do. You could tie it into the actual meeting itself. So that fan zone that I mentioned, you know, if you, if you first track grade, if you, if the first 10 people that win the prize, they're then in the fan zone in the second track grade. And, you know, it's, it's just keeping everything ticking along, simmering along nicely rather than things, things very easily go off the boil in the speedway meeting. If we don't keep that, you know, momentum going and, like I say, I'm not. I'm not sure whether that has been identified for those that are on the inside because to, they do have a good time. When 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 you're on the inside, when you're in the pits, or when you're privileged to be in the referees box, or wherever you are internally, you have you have a good time. There's always something to be looking at, but not necessarily for us that standing on the terraces.
1: No, exactly that. There's so much more I think we could talk about, um, but as I said time constraints were against us and it's it's a really great document Lee and um, I think you should be proud of, of what you've produced and on, on behalf of Speedway supporters I think there's some absolutely excellent ideas and I, I don't know not everybody's going to agree with everything that's written in it and I think you understand that not everybody's going to agree with it but I, I think that there's a lot of good to come out of this document and I can only hope that more members of the BSPL and SCB look at this and think you know what, there's so much more that we could do for the paying public. Because say. I think we're the most important entity in all of this, in my opinion, anyway.
2: Well, there'll always be racers, and the that will always be there. But for it to, to, for it to flourish the way that we know it can, it does need us to keep entering the stadiums. Yeah. But more often. And younger, because without sounding morbid, we're not always going to be around. But I'm
1: not seeing too many people be placing us. No, no, that's true. I just want to finish. I'm going to finish on a negative now. But I don't know if you've seen what's been happening at Sheffield this evening. Um, just to is t- to touch on something that we're looking to improve and and um, make better about the sport. But apparently, it, it started raining at Sheffield after heat seven. So they uh, managed to rush through the three heats and then didn't even give it a chance after that and called it at heat 10. They just wanted to get the meeting out of the way, effectively, by the looks of it. But um, probably something that needs looking at in the future for the sport as well. Um, Not looking to just smash through the final few heats, putting people in danger, because apparently safety was paramount, but it wasn't three heats earlier, so an interesting finish at Sheffield there for those of you who are listening. But uh, once again, Lee, um, thank you for, for, for talking about this document with it. We will share. And I urge anybody who's listening to this podcast, look on Lee's Facebook um, profile. Um, all the, all the pictures are on there of the document. We will, we will share the document this evening as well. So you can all have a read and we'd love to hear the fans thoughts as well. And let us know what you think. But um, Lee, thank you. Thank you for talking through that. And if, um, I did speak to Lee earlier about joining us for a quiz this week um, in the podcast versus the world. So, that, are, are you ready for this one, Lee? I would not say I'm ready, but I'll, I'll have a go. This is it's slightly different uh, to a quiz question that I've done in the past. So, so Rob will be new to this one as well. There's sort of there's actually two sets of answers for this one. So, <laughs> you'll, you'll be picking from your own list, effectively. Right, okay. But what what I initially well, I say I initially thought Kane got it from uh, Craig, I believe. Once again, so, another shout
0: out to Craig Carroll.
1: Yeah, thank you for this, wow. Craig. But Rob, your question <laughs> is British riders to have ridden for Leicester since they reformed in two thousand eleven. Oh God. Of which there's fifty two in total, and this is based on the appearances on the Speedway Riders History database. Um right. so you've got fifty two. Then I thought to myself Lee messaged me, he said he's not as much up-to-date with recent riders as he was back when he was young, in the 90s. So, Lee, I've got a different question for you, which is probably easier for you. <laughs> probably made this too easy now. Um, I want you to name the British riders to have ridden for Coventry between 1982 and 1994. Uh, two. You. We will take it in turns. So, Rob, I'll let you go first and then you'll take it in turns to name an answer from your own list. So, Lee, your Coventry riders from 82 to 94. Rob, your 52 British riders for Leicester since they reformed in 2011.
3: This is horrible. horrible. I can't lie. I'm not, not, <laughs> no, I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> when,
1: when I, read, when I, I thought it was going to be really easy, right? And then I went through the list, list of Leicester riders and I thought that is horrific. I,
0: I had a, li- a little play with that with uh, Craig... When we uh, discussed it, and I got, a few. got a few. It's
1: like Leicester never had a British rider; they've all been Polish.
3: <laughs> and it's fifty-two of them, apparently. So, I'll
1: give you a
0: little, little clue. If it's from the uh, rider database, National League guests do add on because they're not actual yes. league guests from the from the Premier League or Premiership. Are you? So, are we talking Leicester Lions, or are we
3: talking yes, Leicester,
1: Leicester Lions and Lion Cubs? Not the lion cubs, just the Leicester Lions.
3: Right. Okay.
1: That so makes Aussie it, go it first, slightly Rob. harder. All right, Richard Lawson. Richard Lawson is a correct answer. So we'll come over to you, Lee, for your first answer. A British Coventry rider between 1982 and 1994. I'll go. Uh, Kevin Hawkins is correct. Uh, for you, Rob.
3: All right, yeah. This this will tell you that I'm already. Str- I'm not struggling, but this will tell you that I'm
1: getting the easy ones out the way first. So I'll go Dan Thompson. I thought you were going to go <laughs> someone else, and I'd hovered over someone else's name. <laughs> yep, That is correct. Back to you, Lee. Um,
2: I'll now go Charlie McKenna.
1: Charlie McKenna is correct, Rob. You're getting to this You're going to Thanks, mate. Thank you so much. <laughs> I
3: can feel it already. Uh, <laughs> Joe Thompson.
1: <laughs> Oh, so Thompson is correct. Back to you, Lee. I'll now
2: say um,
1: Steve Bastable. Steve Bastable is correct. Back to you, Rob. Uh, Chris Harris. Chris Harris. Rob might be out of answers now. <laughs> Back to you, Lee. How did you guess?
2: <laughs> uh, I'll say Kelvin Tatum, obviously.
1: Yep, Kelvin Tatum is correct. Uh, Danny King. Danny King is correct. Back to you, Lee. So I'm just going through the 80s. See that, Robby's not even better uh, the Al- 90s yet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Alan Rossiter.
1: <laughs> Alan Rossiter is correct. Uh, Richie Worrell. Richie Worrell is correct as well.
2: He's firing him back now.
3: Yeah, we might start laugh at that. I can't lie to you.
2: Um, mm. let me bear with me a minute. Um, Neville
1: Tatum he is correct.
3: Okay, he didn't. He didn't. Um, I'm gonna start this to Nathan. You're you know what Start what? I'll oh, send it to Brilliant. See, you can name more than I can. Um, uh... <laughs> oh, Lester's not even a club I would have been. I'm not even massively familiar with either.
0: They've a lot of, of you
3: Well, sorry, Sam Leeson, avid listener. Um, Things
1: just sent me four correct answers. By the way,
3: oh, don't, mate. Come on, <laughs> don't don't rub it in here. You know, this is I'm getting beat here. I'm trying to. I'm doing my best. Um, it's, I'll, I'll give Newcastle you a
1: clue. Worldly? There's a Swindon legend on it.
3: Swindon legend on there. There aren't many British winning riders. To be fair, we didn't tend to have many of them. Um Has he ridden for them? Oh, oh, oh I've got one. Max Clay.
2: Clay is correct. actually um, So I'll now say Andy Hackett. Hackett is correct. Um. Oh.
3: Does he? Is he ridden for? Ah, oh, did he ride at reserve? Um. Um. Oh, did he sign for them? He signed for a lot of clubs. Did he? Did he ride for them at some point? He's not very old, but he signed for a lot of them. This could be. I. I could be. Fought, could be falling here. Um. Oh, I don't know if they signed him. I'm going to go like Anders Rowe, because I honestly have got no idea at this point. Anders
1: Rowe is correct. Oh, answer, man? Rob. Yeah, well done. Back to Lee.
2: Um, Sean Wilson. I like
1: that one as well. I've, I've, Could you, like, can, can you up
3: slow up a little bit, so I've got some more time <laughs> to think? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh... he's got
1: at least another 35 answers up his sleeve. Sorry. Uh... <laughs>
2: To be fair, Coventry didn't use a lot of British riders, did
3: they?
1: No. <laughs> um... Oh, um... I think he used to ride for
3: Swindon, didn't he? Oh, wasn't oh. I went him. I don't know. I tell you what, some names, some names have popped up. I think he's ridden for like everybody at some point. He's got a Josh Orty. Josh Orty's so correct.
1: Yep. Main border. Yes, correct. Um. Who's rode this Swindon not well?
3: All right, I'm going to go with it. I, to be honest, I'm. These are some of these are complete guesses. Another rider that's ridden for probably everyone, bar Swindon, Simon Lambert. I've got him. Oh
1: i right. Simon Lambert's correct. Yep. Oh. Friend of the show. Simon Lambert. Friend of the show. Simon Lambert. Oh, I think hey. I'm
3: well, done just... now. I just thought of a couple of absolute obvious ones that I didn't. Oh, it could be These um,
1: guesses about David Clark. David Clark is correct. I was hovering over him because there's a King's Lynn legend on there. Um... Scott Stewart. Nichols. Yep, Scott Nichols is correct. Back to Lee He's coming back quick now. He is, isn't
2: he. Um did you
1: gamble? say ninety-four.
2: Was it ninety-four
1: Included nineteen
2: ninety-four. This is a gamble because I'm not sure. Andy Smith. Andy
3: Smith is correct. Uh swimming. Le- I reckon this guy might have been the swinning legend because he if I'm right and remembering I think he won the league in all three leagues. Ellis Perks. Well,
1: this is correct. That's a, um, Mike Bacon. Yes, that is correct. I've seen his name. Yep.
3: Um. Oh. How many more of you uh, have you got, Lee? Because I'm I'm struggling here. But. <laughs> um. I've
0: definitely
2: got another three. I'm oh. racking
0: my brains. Can I give Robert or Is it cheating? No, it's oh, okay. It's just, just,
3: um, I'm, I think I can. Um, oh, there's plenty of riders that have ridden for loads of teams, so I'm just going to go through them and hope for the best. It, uh, oh, Carl Newman is correct. Oh, whoa,
2: just name British Andy riders Mer-
3: and ridden for everyone. It just seems to be the way to go.
2: Andy Meredith
3: is correct. Um, uh, yeah, we'll go with another British rider that's ridden for everyone. Stuart Robson. Stuart Robson.
1: I swear I've seen his Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Stuart Robson. The Robson. Is correct. I'm
0: fine, eh? <laughs> I would say it's my lucky guess.
3: It, I'm just naming <laughs> riders that have ridden for a lot of clubs, and I'm getting <laughs> lucky, so...
2: I'm in
1: Wig. Simon Wig is correct. Um... I think he won the league with them. Connor Mountain. Connor Mountain is correct. I can name Paul a couple Bent- of Russian riders. If that helps.
0: <laughs> Paul Bentley.
3: Paul Bentley is correct. Oh, he's still coming back with them so quick here. This is awful. <laughs> um, oh, I'm racking my brains now. This is... Um, Oh, hang on. Oh, his family owned him. He surely was a ribbon for Josh Bates. Josh
1: Bates is correct. Well done.
2: Yeah. I've said Rob Hollingsworth.
1: Rob Hollingsworth? Yeah. Unless I'm mistaken, he is not on my list.
2: He he was number eight, wasn't he? Have I just blown it?
1: Yep, he is not on my list for 1982 oh. to 1994, unfortunately. No. Thank you, random there. British riders
3: that have ridden for everyone. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> I think Rob's come up, out on top. And I don't know how he's done Lee, that. I don't know how he's done this. Lee, your name's still on this list. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want to save myself. That was my banker he, at the end. He was, he was <laughs> saving himself for a rainy day. I, I, to be honest, at that point... I want oh, to tell was...
0: one that Rob doesn't have that he might be a bit upset with unless I've missed it uh, Drew Kemp Is that... Drew Kemp yes he rides oh, the right yeah, no.
3: Drew Kemp yeah. yeah no that's a fair point the only other... other I had a name in me the only other one that I was thinking he's ridden for a number of clubs and he might be in there at some point was James Sargent yeah he was on there as well yeah oh. Simon Stead and Joel was on Arland there as well Simon well. Stead was on there yeah yeah
1: he's rode for Leicester know, I don't remember
2: that. that that's a lot of riders isn't it
1: yeah, there is a lot of riders. I mean, the Coventry one, David Gage was on there. Chris Clarence, I think he rode with Chris, Chris Clarence.
2: Chris Clarence, yeah, he's one of my friends,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. He might have to a a few years ago. <laughs> Not Michael, even name him. <laughs> yeah. Michael Warren was on Michael there, Paul Bromage. Michael Warren, yeah.
2: Paul Bromage, yeah. Steve Wilcox. They're all on my list. I uh,
1: didn't want to leave out Rob Ollingsworth. So, um Rob, you got yourself a point there. I'm actually a little right. bit shocked. I'm a little So bit shocked am I, mate.
3: So am I. It, uh, <laughs> turns out if it turns out if you just name as I said, if you just name British riders that have been around for ages, <laughs> you'll get it right at some point. You just get That's, lucky.
1: <laughs> never never fear, Lee, because we've got an additional quiz. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. which is the which is the who am I quiz. Um so three questions. Um, you get Well, obviously, the questions should progressively get easier. We'll see. Um, um, So we'll start with you, Lee. So you get to answer after each question. You can keep the same answer after each question if you wish. Um, But we'll see how you go. So question number one. Born in 1971, I was the World Under-21 champion in 1991 before making my British League debut in 1992.
2: Brian Anderson
1: He's from Brian Anderson Hey Question two I am a two-time Danish champion In 1995 And 1999 And I've also won The Elite League With Oxford In 2001 He's Danish Aren't they Yeah You can stick With the same answer Or you can change it
2: what was, the, what
1: was the league winning one? Uh, won the Elite League with Oxford in 2001. I
2: don't remember if he actually rode books. I'll stick with it, Brian Anderson. Brian
1: Anderson. And then finally, question three. I am more affectionately known with my time at Coventry and now oversee my son riding in the SGP3, the current world champion. We'll have to stick with Brian Anderson, aren't no. On Brian Anderson, I can confirm. The answer was Brian Anderson.
0: That's good.
1: that's, good three, <laughs> that's a
0: three point of that. I'm notoriously good for these. Twenty-one so, 20, no, twenty-eight, we've got here. Oh, I'm good.
1: notoriously shocking at these. So, this is a really hard one as well, Rob, and I can only apologise now. Oh, no. No, I'm really sorry. You stitched me right up tonight,
3: Leicester. Oh, no, Riders.
1: <laughs> that's because I st- you stitched me up the week before, so I have to get back at you. <laughs> So, question one. Oh, God, I feel bad for you. Born? I've just deleted it. I'm not upset by it. Born? born. Who is he? He was born. Guess. If it's born, born in
3: like, 1961,
1: I'm going I'm, to. I'm, I'm just. Born it. in 1927. Uh, <laughs> born in 1977. Oh, I made my British League debut in 1999 with the Glasgow Tigers. And I've been national champion in two different countries.
3: Ooh. Oh, my Lord. Was mm. it
0: 1987?
3: Right, I've been national Nin- champion in two different countries, and I started racing in Britain in 1999. I'm 1999. Yeah. So, I'm, he's not... Mm, mm. No, no, it's not him. Oh, Lord. Um... To make him forty six now. So you might even still be riding. National champion two different countries, forty six. I don't know if he rode in Britain to be honest. I got a name, but it's I think it's wrong. It's Rooney Holter. Rooney Holter,
2: okay.
1: Question two. I was parked the treble-winning Hull Vikings in 2004, That's and followed old, this yeah. up with a treble-winning season with Kings Lynn in 2009.
0: Kings and Lynn legend.
1: Ooh.
3: Um, two national. I don't know if he won two things, but he's he's about the right. I don't know. No, he's a bit older than that. 2009, 1999. So he would have been riding into the tens, I would guess
0: it. I'm just looking on the internet, I think if it's him, then, ooh.
3: I haven't a yeah. Scooby in the slightest, I haven't got a clue. It's not Rooney Holter. might be. <laughs>
0: it's not Rooney Holter It's not it? Rooney Halter. <laughs> Two different countries.
1: Oh, I don't think it is him, never mind. I'm pretty certain it's not Rooney Holter and I'm looking at the answer.
3: I'm pretty certain it's not Ronnie really Holter, mate. Uh,
1: two different Kingsland. Did he ride
3: for Kingsland? I've got no idea, to be honest, Nathan, mate. I've got no clue. All right, I'm going to go with a rider that rode for Kingsland and he's pretty old, Thomas De Pinker.
1: Okay. Question three. Probably cut you off. I have ridden for Italy in the World Cups, but hail oh. from Buenos Aires in Argentina and are known as Potty. Can't be very good, can he?
0: Wait. sorry. I apologise. Ridden for
1: Italy in the World Cups, but comes from Buenos Aires, Argentina.
0: Oh, he's not that old.
3: Yes, he I is. He's i think be- thinking the wrong Italian then, because he's, <laughs> he's definitely not that old. He's not Italian. He's Argentinian. Oh uh, no, he's Argentinian. I don't even know. Oh lord. Oh. Lee, do you know what it is, mate?
2: I can picture
3: him. I can't remember his name. You're better Good than I am, Potty. Um, the Kingsland hero. <laughs> Oh, oh! I think I got Ooh. it. I think I got it. Is it Emiliano Sanchez?
1: It. Oh, he's absolutely pulled that one out of the bag. Hold oh, on, well hold <laughs> on. Oh. Emiliano Sanchez is correct. So, um, after that, we've still got a two-point lead. 3028 to the podcast and then it's Kane's turn next week Ooh, it'll be a one point lead to uh, the world I'm going to say <laughs> whoever was on once Once Nikolai Clint sends me his uh, calendar
0: <laughs> whenever that may be
1: so what we'll do then is um, Rob we'll hand it over to you now for your quick fire 10 with uh, Lee with right, I, was still, I
3: was still asking in my moment of glory there picking out that name i it's just that would come out the back of my mind. That did right. Sorry, anyway, Lee. Your sorry. quick 510. Number one, your what is your favorite track?
2: Um, when I was riding, it was Oxford, but I, I quite like Bellevue.
3: Okay, uh, number two, uh, what sport would you be involved in if it wasn't Speedway? Oh. Oh. Okay, uh, number three, your uh, favorite moment in Speedway, either as a rider or as a fan?
2: Um, As a rider, it would have been every time I was given the opportunity to ride Coventry's first team. As a fan, it was meeting Ollie Olsen.
3: Perfect. Uh, Number four. We're on to number four, aren't we? Yep. Uh, Three favourite things about the sport.
2: The the spectacle of the race. I don't think we can argue it stands up against anything. Fan base and I'm a big fan of the GP, to be fair. Yeah. I think that stands up against anything as well. Yeah.
3: Uh, number five, I think you've already answered this question, so I, I would hazard a guess it's going to be Coventry, but club-supported would probably be Coventry, but uh, club-supported now, as they're not running?
2: Um. So, Coventry was my team. I, I, don't, I, I follow Leicester, but I wouldn't say I'm a Leicester supporter, if that makes any sense.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, number six your two least favourite things about the sport
2: um, I think we covered a lot of it the, the the gaps and the gaps in between the races and um, we rain off meetings a lot earlier than we should do in my opinion
3: yep yeah I think my dad would agree with you that's all he goes on about most of the time when we talk about speed weight so uh, number seven did you have any pre-match superstitions when you were racing I
2: didn't like green didn't like green so if my dad put green tape on the on the bike it came off straight away
3: oh okay oh, that's an intro I've not had that one before um, no. number eight I, we're probably going to have to change this one because it's who, who's your pick to be world champion I'd probably say who's your pick to be second at this point
2: Um, I'd like to see Jack Older come second actually because he has, he has bought something to the series this year that um, we haven't seen in the past so yeah Jack Holder for second
3: Perfect. Uh, number nine. Who's your favourite Speedway rider ever?
2: Ollie Olsen. Ollie Olsen. And the
3: all-important final question. Depending on who which which two people you're going know, to upset, uh, for any reason, pick one of the three clubs: Workington Comets, Swindon Robbins or Kings in Stars. Um,
2: I'll
0: pick Workington. Yes. Um, for a perfect reason. We're into double oh. figures now.
3: Yeah, you're winning. You're quite comfortably you ahead. Yeah. Nobody likes kings and I think everybody's forgotten swimming <laughs> existed. To be honest, so... working. Done working. No, that's fine. Thank you very much. I think uh, Nathan is otherwise engaged for a minute. So um... no, I'm back. Oh, he's back. Oh, Look he's at gone. that.
1: That was rapid. Just took a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's <great>. I'm getting <laughs> to that age now. So. Um, Filling the caps I'm, listeners. I'm, di- <clears throat> I'm disappointed he's picked Workington then. So am I', I am have right. to, I'm have right. to pick pick me guess a bit more carefully lee, you can come back any time <laughs> <laughs> um well that that concludes it for this evening lee and um just many thanks for joining us on the show this evening. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and as i said there's there's a lot more in this document that I want people to read and understand, and it's it's a vision at this point and and we hope that this vision um reaps its rewards in the future but but tonight Lee thank you for coming on it's much appreciated we've had a tremendous chat I've really enjoyed it and um, we hope you get some more positive feedback in the future
2: thanks, thanks for having me it's been a pleasure um hope to speak to you soon thank you very much Yep.
1: thank you very much Lee have a good evening you. Take soon. Care.
2: cheers bye
1: that was, it was great to talk to Lee there um really enjoyed that one as there's, there's a lot of good things in that document and um i think i think uh, he's a realist and a, a, not a lot of it will come to fruition but even if a tenth of that comes out of it i think um there's some really good ideas in that maybe depending on how it
3: goes maybe have uh leon again later on in the season is sort of a debrief go through yeah. what how go through any feedback uh, yeah he received yeah sort of a how how it went debrief that's uh think, hopefully that's... he gets plenty of feedback and some of it's um well as much of it as as much of the good points um are sort of put into effect
1: that's a good idea hopefully so hopefully so but we move on with the show um and we look back over the meetings uh which have happened over the last week which actually hasn't been a lot in truth uh, yeah. with the, the weather being one of them and just uh, not many meetings arranged to be honest but unfortunately we do have to go back to last monday um the Bellevue Ace is comfortably... Well, I say comfortably. Not as comfortable as the next one, but... Um, <laughs> won 49-41 at Peterborough in the... I think that was on Eurosport, that meeting, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was,
3: actually. Quite a good yeah. meeting.
1: Quite a good meeting. The Heat... Uh, I want to say Heat 14 was
3: a ridiculous Heat, if memory serves me right. If it, was it Heat 14 uh, or Heat 12? Heat 12. Because I was about heat to 12. stop watching. Uh, come and play ludicrous clubs. race. Ridiculous. Uh, Jordan one? Jenkins was... On a, was <laughs> literally on a was on a jet engine for, for three laps and then on a push bike for hit for lap four. It was I, he's led he's a, he had such a great heat and then he's passed by everybody on the back straight.
1: It was, and, and just talking about push bikes, um also that evening Kingsland <laughs> lost sixty five twenty five at Wolverhampton, which we sort of expected, but we'll we'll gloss over. Wolverhampton about a comfortable victory there in the end. Um no meetings Tuesday, and unfortunately on Wednesday, the British Under nineteen Championship, which we previewed with Sam Hagen, uh, was abandoned after Heat Four, I believe it was, wasn't it? It was indeed. Everyone had a, uh, everyone had had a ride, uh, decided it was unrideable, um, and the meeting was called off. Um, we'll, we'll move on neat. to uh, a funny subject out of that in um, in a couple of minutes. <laughs> I don't know if, if Kane has got it as his comical moment. but I'm I actually don't. I'll bring it up. Um, the Premiership pairs at Leicester, as we've spoken about already, was won by Bellevue. Uh, unfortunately, on Friday, Glasgow versus Paul in the first leg of the BSN series was postponed, as was the Edinburgh Academy against the Berwick Bullets and the Julie Lewis Memorial at Redcar. The one meeting that did go ahead on Friday was the 45-45 draw between Scunthorpe and Oxford. Um another good away performance from Oxford, picking up the point. And then they won the super heat as well. Um, By all accounts, so... a very, very good meeting, apparently. Yes, indeed. Meeting, apparently. Indeed, a very good, close meeting. Um, and then, unfortunately, on th- on Sunday or over the weekend, there was quite a few incident- incidents and some meetings that went ahead. So the Berwick Bullets took on the Edinburgh Academy and lost 38-51. We'll come down to your clinic soon, Kane, okay? because there was a few injuries cropped up in that meeting. Um, and then also postponed on Sunday was the Kent Royals versus the Oxford Chargers after four heats with Oxford leading 15-9 after um, there was no medical cover, essentially, uh, as Jack Kingston had to go to hospital. Um, and then finally on Sunday was the Ulrich-Ostergaard farewell at Peterborough, um, which was won by the Peterborough team in the end, uh, all in all. A good a good afternoon and evening for Ulrich um, and many sore heads this morning, I believe. And just to bring you up to date, as we record on the Monday, um, Sheffield, as I said earlier, against Peterborough was called off after ten heats with Sheffield leading thirty-seven twenty-three. So that is our meetings of this week. Um, shall we move on to? This? Did I'll, you we'll miss do the ride of the week? I haven't seen. I've seen the scores, but I haven't. Has it finished? Um, oof, bear with me. I am on to the updates as we speak. I'm- I know Bellevue were winning quite the comfortably. 41 was
0: it? Were fifty-seven, <clears> thirty-three, including a Jack Smith five-one.
1: I did see that in so heat well done, eight. Over Steve Warren and Leon Flynn weren't it. Yeah. So, well done to Probably him. So really well in that our... as well.
0: well.
1: Obviously, he did because he got a five-one there. But you know, it concludes our fixtures for the week. Anyway, um, oh, this is where I had all my updates. I wanted i knew I had Speedway updates open somewhere. I was looking on the wrong sheet. Silly. But we move. I will move on to our rider of the week then. Um, so, not been out on our social media pages, but I'll make sure it goes out in either today or tomorrow. Sam Masters uh, was the winner last week across both platforms. Um, I believe there was 600... Let me just double-check on this one. I need to get the figures correct. 657 votes in total, of which Sam Masters collected 309 for 47.03%. Richard Lawson was second with 217, so that's 33.03%. And Jacob Clayton was fourth with 134 in a three-man race. What a tit. 131, he come third with 19.94%. Which brings us on to our rider of the week this week. And I actually haven't deleted any names off this. This is literally pretty much all the fixtures Every that Every single one. I'm going to pick the worst one. So, <laughs> I mean... But for me, like most people, have only had one meeting, so it's quite a difficult one this week. For me. Yeah. Um. So, based on that, I'm not going first. Fair enough. So we will go. Oh alphabetical order. Let's go Kane first, shall we? Oh, fucking...
0: oh I swear. Then, sorry, I knew you would do that. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know what? Eh. Uh, oh, I don't know. I just don't know. Eh. Uh, nah. I was going to pick Richie Roll but he's not had a good meeting against Bobby he? so I'll pick somebody else. No, he,
1: he had a good pairs, done really well. Bingo, Bango, Dan Buley. Oh, Bango. Big dog. Big dog, the big bingo dog. Well, winning the pairs, scoring 20 oh, from his two prizes and then to smashing everything today. 12 plus one for five at Peterborough on the Monday so Dan our first selection. If we're going Alphabet Claude, I better go next don't I not Yes, Armagoot oh, is not on it for some reason. Oh, oh he's, he's not ridden for seven days. Where off, could he have been? I'm, I'm going to talk about Armagoot in a minute because it <laughs> makes me re- it make no it makes me really happy about something, and I was smiling to myself for ages last <laughs> week just because of how much it upsets people. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go. I've got, I'm torn now, but he won last week, so I'm I'm not going to pick Sam Masters. I am going well, I think to go. I know who
3: you're picking. I think you highlighted him earlier, and I think I, I would that's fair enough. Or are you not I picking him?
1: I don't know. I either. don't know who I, I don't even know who I highlighted earlier. I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for Ryan Douglas though.
3: There you go, that's the one I thought you were gonna go for.
1: Sorted that one out though. Uh thirteen and three from six against Kings Lynn. Not the hardest thing in the world at Wolverhampton, but a good score all the same and probably as well as he's ridden at Wolverhampton some time and then he followed that up with 17 from 6 against Oxford to help Scunthorpe to a draw in that meeting unfortunately missing out in the super heat but uh, yeah I'm going to go for Ryan Douglas so over to you Rob uh, I'm going to go
3: to uh, Peter's debut well, well home debut man last week Valim Tarashenko um, 14 out uh, 14 points from 6 rides against Bellevue it was a very very good return and I thought for a home debut he was, he was on fire and I think if I think if Peterborough had some someone to give him some backup, I think they, they might have even come away with a win in that meeting. He's definitely made a difference. So, uh, as you say, not many riders have ridden more than once. So, yeah, I think
1: he's uh, he's yeah. worth a shout. Not a bad show. I like that one. So that's them three highlights for this week. So that is um, Dan Bewley, Ryan Douglas, and Vadim Tarasenko, and that will go up on our social media pages at some point over the next week. God knows when I'll make sure I put it up and over to the news that has come out of British Speedway and is 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 anyone bringing the Artem a bit up later or is it anyone's? Is that your funny funny? No,
0: no, my is funny it, still not being mentioned. It's okay. Is it? Is it, is it I mean, is it...
3: considering it, but I'm, I'm struggling to think of how it's ruthless. So
1: I, I just like I understand why they've done it. So, Art and the Goo was essentially been, or was banned for seven days because of his failure to ride at Wolverhampton last week, which was a little bit of a joke in itself, if you watch his Instagram page anyway. But I just like the SCB have released a statement saying he's banned for seven days. Kingsland didn't have a fixture essentially for seven days, but they had to do it um, because he's put in a sick note, obviously. So, he's immediately banned for seven days anyway. But it's just the, the sheer stupidity of it. That Kingsland didn't have a meeting that that makes it look worse than what it actually is. It is quite funny, isn't it?
3: It's one of those. Do you know when Lee was talking earlier and he said that for a point I don't necessarily want Speedway on social media too much. This is I. This is one of them. Like, could it you is imagine? It's going be gold. Like, could you imagine that being sent out that a ride has been banned for not turning up for a meeting for seven days when they didn't have a meeting scheduled for <laughs> seven days? Like you'd think, just ban him for the next meeting—that would make more
1: sense. But I wanted to talk about it because this is what still makes me laugh: is like Kingsman are absolutely terrible this season, and yet we are still making people's pee boil, basically. (laughs) And it and it makes me really happy that we're still upsetting fans. You know the old Manchester United saying: hated, adored, never ignored. That's like Kingsman, basically.
3: I, I think that's a bold statement to suggest you're as big in the Speedway world as Man United are in the football. Look, world. I'm not yeah.
1: saying we're as big, but we're, we're equally as hated, and we've not even been that successful. But for some reason, people like hate on us, and and that, and that makes me really happy. But we're still it's getting into, into we're, <laughs> we're still getting into people's heads even now, even though we're one from bottom. So it just makes me really happy. Just need another,
3: anyway, another floodlight incident and you'll be laughing,
1: mate. I don't know if we've got any more excuses left in the bank, to be honest with you. Floodlights, um,
3: dodgy <clears> pit <throat> gate.
1: <laughs> we have appointed a new team manager over the last week, though Dave Hoggart has come in. Um, he's, he's not had a great start, to be honest, obviously, with the Wolverhampton defeat and the Premiership pairs. Um, but we do have Sheffield at home this week. So, there you go, silver linings and all that. we care? and Josh Pickering coming back. Can't wait for that one. I'm not actually there. It's my daughter's birthday. So, blessings. Um And then probably the only other piece of news is Vadim Tarasenko. Um, there was a report in the Peterborough Standard. Um Peterborough Telegraph, should I say. So, um, Vadim Tarasenko wants a second season at Peterborough should get a stay of execution, basically. So, if they do have a track next year, Tarasenko might be back at Peterborough. Which is good news, I suppose.
3: I think that's good news, yeah. I think that is us
1: yeah. More team more clubs the better. Good news. Good news, good news. Good news. Right, so we shall move on once I've closed that down, to our meeting previews for July for the fixtures for this week. So obviously the two meetings have started today, so we or finished today, should I say. So we don't need to talk about them. Uh, tomorrow evening. Or this evening, if you listen to us on the first day of our podcast, Plymouth take on Berwick in the Cab Direct Championship. Wednesday sees Oxford against Berwick in the Cab Direct Championship and then what will be the first leg of the BSN series final between Paul and Glasgow. Thursday, the Ipswich Witches take on Wolverhampton Wolves and the Kingsland Stars take on the Sheffield Tigers and the Leicester Lions will take on the Peterborough Panthers all in the Sports Insurance Premiership. Friday, the Bellevue Colts take on the Kent Royals. The Glasgow Tigers take on the Red Car Bears. Scunthorpe will ride the Edinburgh Monarchs, and we also have the British Youth Championships round six, which is the one, two, five, and five hundred cc events. Saturday, big one for you, Kane. The Workington Comets take on the Leicester Lion Cubs in the NDL Knockout Cup semi-final first leg. You looking forward to that one?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm Same obviously I am. Yeah. But, um, Vincent. I'm 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 concerned after the you know the. Second home loss now, but we'll we'll do what we can. Um, again, they won't be at full strength because Spencer's still injured and Joe Thompson's on injured as well. So we'll see. I mean, on that day we can beat anyone. So yeah, see what happens. And
1: then ah, but
0: chair, the way the weather's been going, it might not be on. <laughs> so who knows?
1: Is that what on. you're hoping for now. No, i no, just, just, just <laughs>
0: saying. There's and been then, monsoons for two or three days.
3: I've got a little uh, little thing for a... This is this is purely fishing for nibbles, so sorry, Glasgow fans, <laughs> but is that Glasgow calling off a first leg when they're at home to race the second leg at home? Again? I wonder where I've seen um, that.
1: Before. It might have been, and that's what maybe prompted them to put on the social media as the state of the track come race time. I do <laughs> you saw that. They put, put, they put videos of it Rather, put, Do you remember when they put up the forecast and it was for sun? Yeah, I mean that (laughs) that rain was probably from about three weeks ago, but we'll give them the benefit of the day. No, fair
3: enough. Sorry, Glasgow fans.
1: And then um, on Sunday, Mill North End Tigers take on the Edinburgh Academy in the National Development League at four o'clock, and that completes the fixtures for the week. Our meeting of the week this week is again the BSN series, first leg, Paul against Glasgow. So Rob, we'll come to you first this time. Um.
3: Oh, I just think Paul are a bit good at home. I'm fifty forty to Paul. I think fifty fifty forty. I'm just going straight in there with a the number. I think it could be more actually, but I'm going to settle with
1: fifty forty. Okay. I go next. I going to think about this one. Hold on. I, on. I don't suppose you're oh. saying I'm going last. What's going to? So why? Wow,
0: that is amazing. I can't remember the last time I went last without asking.
1: You can go last. Do you want to go second? No, no, all right. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. I'm just trying to think. They are pretty good at home. Glasgow are traditionally poor travellers. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Oh, God. Uh, I no some go That's just noises. I'm going
0: to go 52.38. Now, bold. True, Is he going to go bang in the middle? In true RTB fashion. Be boring.
1: He did not I, I
0: will not be going in the middle. I'm actually going higher. I'm going to go 56.34. Oh, that's a Ooh. big one. It's a hefty. Hefty, but no, I just think pool are really good at home. They are really good at home, that's unless why of course, that's why I've won 56. Um,
3: they beat yeah. everybody at home, with the exception being, oh, can't oh, I can't remember. Don't worry about it, it's fine. Yeah, that club Oxford. doesn't <laughs> exist
1: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the one where you borrowed their riders, yeah, that was the one
3: borrowed one and, rider
1: and rocked up with a grand prix and you, rider, and yeah, a rider anyway. One. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah we did uh, do that, yeah, we yeah, delinquents. Big and hard, that it? Yep. it, It was in. It was in the
3: average limit. It was <laughs> yeah. okay. It was in the average limit. It worked. Didn't ask. Two two pointers of reserve. It.
1: Just ask Lay Oxford. Up. They're doing the same thing. They have the team of the month this year, This
0: week. No, I don't think so. Well, they have returned their nomadic team of the month. To be fair, because no, no one else is no. ready. Yeah. Oh, actually, okay.
1: that that goes to Isla White. Isla oh, oh, no, White, no, and they're not nomadic. of are, are they. They?
0: Yeah, not nomadic, right. aren't they? Because right. they got we give it to Rials. They got We give it to did Riah win. No, but Steve Boxall did well, didn't he? Right. Yeah. So
3: well, Steve Boxall can have rider of the month, but Ryals can't have nomadic team because so He didn't win. Okay. Sorry, Ryals. <laughs> I'm not sorry. But... Up. <laughs> there
1: Yeah, you go. No. <laughs> I'm drawing the line there, guys. I put my foot down. That cannot happen. Small world. Okay, that's our our predictions. But uh, we better go to. I mean, Rob picked up a point last week, as he's pointed out already, with his Bellevue prediction in the pairs. He's oh, now man. on twelve. Kane's on eleven, and I'm on nine. So, struggling. Normal oh, service normal. is resumed. I'm struggling. I win. Right. I mean, you, I've seen. Win. I've seen all those red, red lines. Yeah, There's so. a lot of mine in there. So, we'll come over to uh, Rob's rider replacement watch now. Right. Okay. Been, been a few few meetings. This well, not many meetings actually. Not enough to improve his average. Let's not see if he's. Anyway. Let's
3: see if he's. He's still not. Still not hit the, the magical six point barrier, very close. I think mean, that's the closest. No, not quite the closest they've been all the season, but mm-hmm. yes. Uh, once again, Luke Becker was uh, obviously out injured for Wolves, so he missed the Wolves against Kings Meeting and rider replacement filled in for 10 plus one. Um, Ooh. and then it sort of goes downhill from there, unfortunately. Uh, Michael Palmtoff was uh missing for Scunthorpe Scorpions against Oxford, um, just the uh, four from four rides there, so not the best of nights. Uh, Josh Embleton. And Alex Spooner were both missing from the Berwick against Edinburgh Monarchs Academy meetings. And for Josh Embleton, it was three points from four rides. And for Alex Spooner, paid six from four. So averaging out about five in the end of that evening, which means at the end of this week, rider replacement is averaging 5.88. So it's still not over that magical six-point limit. Honestly, if if they ever get over the six-point limit, I think we need to go mad on socials, to be honest. Just can't get assisted. there but yes, just please, can't quite get there At 5.99 after the Wolves Sheffield meeting that was the
1: time to be alive No so close out. so close but, but not quite but there unfortunately now we move on to Kane's clinic oh, um, there's a few oh. there's a few people over there wasn't anybody until Saturday actually oh, the weekend what's it's happened here boys been a bit of a nightmare for some people
0: well well I don't, yeah yeah has yeah we'll start off with a uh, Greg Blair because friend of the show Greg Blair had an accident on Saturday break along with Karen Lydon and sort of Mickey Simpson but we'll get to that one um, it Was an accident well I mean it wasn't on purpose was it
1: no um, it's, all, it's all that nitro he's got running
0: through just slow <laughs> down Mickey stop it anyway um, yeah Greg Blair has concussion um, looked a bit of an awkward one I think he had a similar crash last year um, but yeah, should be back in 10 days which isn't too bad uh, Karen Lydon, I think he dislocated his shoulder before this and he's dislocated it again so that's not good but get well soon we'll see when he comes back, I don't know I'm not Karen Lydon. Um Mickey Simpson has burns to his leg after his bike set on fire um, his leg is a bit manky I'm not going to lie we have seen pictures. We've um, always seen the pictures, yeah. But, um, yeah, don't know when he'll be back, but he's, I think it was his dad said he's just looking to ride at Milton Hall, I think it is, next week. So if he does, fair play, good luck. And um, someone who won't be riding next week, even though he did ask, is uh, Jack Kingston, who has broken three ribs, fractured his L1 vertebrae, and has a surgical, em- whatever that thing is,
1: Emphysema. 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 That's um, what it is. It's something to do. With, I'm sure it's something to do with the tissue.
0: That. Not. That's yet. happened. Um, yeah. A big crash at Kent. I think he
1: went full throttle into the fence. I think his um his handlebars snapped, which meant his cut off didn't come off, and so Tom Woolley had to come and rescue his uh bike. So I believe he has a punctured
0: lung as well. I think. Um. So yeah, could be a. Hefty time on the sidelines, so uh, hopefully he makes a full recovery and we see him back again because it could be a big, big miss for Kent because he's already replaced someone. Joe Alcock. There we go. Yes, that's it. Yep. So uh, yeah, could be once again back to the drawing board. And then Jake Mulford broke his leg slash ankle in France yesterday, Friday.
1: I think. Oh, uh, yesterday I think it was
0: in a long track meeting. Um and obviously that's why I wasn't riding today so um yeah again we don't know when he'll be back but we'll see get well soon
1: come back soon definitely uh, best of luck to all the riders on their recovery they're on that list it's been a bit of a, a nightmare weekend so uh all the best to them guys in their recovery and hopefully see them back on a bike soon but now we come on to one of the more light hearted parts of the show the ruthless, comical, and noteworthy events of the week. So, Rob, to you first. And ruthless.
3: Uh, so, my ruthless pick of the week is from uh, is uh, obviously we high of praise of BSN, but um, Chris Holder was uh, uh, interviewed, I believe, on BSN, and he was uh, rather ruthless about former employers, i.e., I, well, nearly a former employer in Peterborough and uh, former employer in Kings Lynn, I believe. He was pretty. Uh, <laughs> Interesting is some of his comments were quite interesting. If you get a chance to listen to that, it would be. Uh, I would recommend it. Um, but yes, I mean, I also thought it was kind of Rufus Was uh, um, BSN asking him how his season had gone, even though he's been injured since the start? Which was I, as I say, love BSN. I just thought that was a little bit funny. Um, so yeah, that is my uh, that is my Rufus pick of the week. Come to you.
1: Um, your comical moment of the week, and if you ain't got one, I've definitely got one.
0: I don't know. I've got one. Yeah, I've sort of just sort of spoke about it. We're
1: back back at the clinic.
0: Um, Greg Blair. If I the show, Greg Blair. Luckily, he's not too badly hurt. Otherwise, so we probably wouldn't have picked it. But um, yeah, incidentally, he's fallen off in the same place two seasons running, which I thought was a little bit, little bit funny. Once he wasn't too badly injured. So uh, that's my comical.
1: Can I, can I just raise my comical moment? Go on. Then is it just the probably. word Kingsley? No, I just really love it. It's it's what Elliot Kelly said last week. Ninety-eight uh,
0: percent. Uh, um, yeah, Good I understand 98%. his
1: point. I understand his point. He wanted to make a majority, right? But his comment that ninety-eight percent of the field at the um, British Under Nineteen Championships wanted to run. Yeah, I think it was four to six percent would have been just one rider. So already it's 96%, even if one rider didn't want to ride.
0: Maybe someone was half and half. You never know.
1: And then, and then just I, I messaged a couple of riders who both wanted it called off as well. So was, <laughs> there was at least three riders that I found wanted it called off. Oh, dear. I just find it funny that he's 98% was actually less than one person. I believe someone <laughs> said, math ain't nothing, And it's quite true. <laughs> that was my comical moment.
3: Uh, a little, you know, I'll I... just do, I think from you guys, I'll just do a little shout out for Rufus of the Week that I didn't pick last week, but I apparently should have done, was me uh, oh, yeah. going to
1: an Oxford meeting and not... Avoiding going to like
3: your girl, that was it. Yeah, I, I didn't avoid, I
1: just... just yeah, I'm, I'm sure Matt just... will be listening to this and Chloe's yeah, probably so... listening, and I'm disgusted at you, scared. Right. you I'm, get I'm, up. i scared. I apologise.
3: If, if you'll still speak to me, uh, Matt and Chloe, I will be, I'll pop round the next time I'm at Oxford, whenever that may be, but I will pop
1: round, I'll let you know in advance as well. What uh, we need to remember, guys, is we need to remember our roots, where we come from. <laughs> we don't just forget our fans just because we've become massive. I. Had this, it was a sunny day. Interac- I interactive, interactive podcast. I was incognito. I had the shades
3: on. I had a cap on. Nobody knew who I was mate. I was making sure of that I did my trying stopped. to hide yourself. I mean, yeah, got I a bar- as
1: as Ian Brannan said, they've got a barrier at King's to keep the fans away from me. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> but now, did, I, I mean, did I hide myself because I was worried
3: about the fans or did I hide myself because I'm a Swindon fan look at, watching a meeting at Oxford or you did decide. you hide yourself
0: because you were scared of an individual girl? who knows
3: maybe uh, I might have been but I will oh, definitely don't. I'll come yeah, and you say hi next told. time I'm there if you'll still speak to me guys hmm. I hope
1: but, but the good news is all three of us are at the pairs I think this year aren't we
3: uh, as it stands
1: yeah
3: as it stands I am planning on going yes
1: yeah so don't we'll I'm all make done, a we'll go we'll go well, me and Kane will go see Chloe anyway. She might not want to see Rob anymore. But, yeah. No, maybe not. I hope so. Sorry, sorry. We'll see what it. right. we'll we'll it. It goes. But uh, my noteworthy event of the week actually happened today, uh, this morning at Bellevue, hosted the official launch of the 2023 FIM Women's Speedway Academy. Um, don't know if you've picked up on that. Um, who was there? Selena Liebman was there. Katie Gordon was there from Great Britain. Um, Jason Crump, Phil Morris, Mark Lemon were there, but. I just see this as a bit of a a bit of a shift in speedway for me. Putting women in the limelight, I think, is good.
3: Yeah, I can't can't disagree. It's it's it's, it's nice to see, especially if i backed as, as well. Obviously, there were there were some. Yeah, you know, I believe there was one done on the Isle of Wight, and obviously there was a women's uh, section done at Redcar the other week as well, which I think Salima Lima was in. So it's nice to see FIM sort of sanctioned and and, and getting there. To be fair.
1: Well, so the event is coming to the UK on August the 4th and 5th as part of the big weekend in Manchester because I think there's a a flat track world championship as well. So I think it'll be on the 4th. I don't know if there's any more riders that I can see down there. Uh, Jane Daniels, FIM Enduro world champion, will be taking part in the academy as well. Uh, As well as those that have mentioned, I'm sure there'll be uh, plenty of other women coming to that as well. So that is my noteworthy event of the day. And the week, in fact. So, we move on. And we move on. I'm going to bring some news first before we come to Rob League table run through. So, um, Freddie Lindgren captured his third Swedish title um, over the past week. And Jakob Thorsell will be uh, the the Grand Prix wildcard in Sweden this year after he finished runner-up. They finished tied on 14 points at the end. Um, Oliver Bernson uh, was third, I believe. And uh, interesting to see Timo Läti. He rides on a Swedish license now. Um, scored 11 and won the semi-final to take the last pot, spot in the final. So that's well interesting. Will he,
3: be, will he be racing for
1: Finland or for Sweden at the World Cup? He could. Well, this is—he's under a Swedish license, so I don't know. Interesting.
0: All they need is you, It's fine.
1: <laughs> so, but well done to. Uh, Freddie Lindgren for that and also just to say that the youngsters have uh, been out on the continent uh, this week I know Seth Norman's been in Belgium I think it is but um, it was the European 250 pairs in Kursko, Slovenia uh, over the over the weekend uh, Great Britain were represented by William Cairns and uh, Kings Lynn legend <laughs> Cooper, Cooper Russian um, Unfortunately which um, legend now does it? I know what are you trying to say? That's a horrible thing to say. It's <laughs> only like ten. Um, Great Britain um, lost a five-one in their last qualifying heat against uh, the eventual winners, Denmark, uh, Denmark Poland, um, which could which turned a roster in place into seventh place in the end. So, but valuable experience for the pair of them. Uh, William Cairns, was uh, he scored nine points from his rides, and Cooper, who um, made his debut, having crashed in his first race, went on to score three points, which included uh, a maximum heat win over a combined Hungarian and Polish team. Uh the series moves on to Matala in Sweden on july the sixteenth and to Prague in the Czech Republic and Bidgosh in Poland for rounds three and four later in August. So good luck to those two and whoever might come in if if they want to make a replacement. But uh we will see. But we'll come to you, Rob. Your will run through of the league table.
3: Right. I can't where did I start last last year? Yeah, oh, no, I tell you in the league. Do and I you, start in the middle? You left Oxford
1: till last, didn't you? Oh, well, it's yeah. difficult
3: to leave until last when they're top of both divisions. It's more well, we'll you know, so difficult to sort of get to this point,
0: isn't it? So but we have to. start um, in the Premiership. We could go through the uh, the <coughs> MSTL league tables. <laughs> have you got them? No. We could. Well, we could try. you
3: find them while I go through the rest, and we'll give. It might them take we'll some time. Doing, why not? You have a plan. The tables, do so. our results. Okay, well, we'll go through these anyway. So I'll tell you what, we'll start in the National League, we'll get Oxford out of the way, and then we'll finish with the Prem. Anyway, so in the National League, Oxford are still top. They probably would have extended their lead had their meeting not been abandoned at Kent, as they were leading by six, as Nathan pointed out earlier. They're on 13 points at the top. Um, Level on points with Mildenhall. Both clubs have raced eight meetings now. Leicester sit just two points behind them with a meeting in hand, so it's possible we could have three clubs all on the same amount of points once they catch up. Uh, Workington are four behind them with two matches in hand, so they could also mm. do the same. It's a pretty tight league in there, um, especially with matches in hand, but obviously you need the points on the board to win them. Bellevue are sat fifth. They've had eight matches. They're on eight points. Um, Edinburgh sixth. They've got six points from their seven matches. Kent are second from bottom. They've got five from six, and uh, Berwick are having a pretty poor time of it. They've only got two points from ten meetings now. Um, they've raced more than everybody else and are already n- 11 points adrift of that top two. Am I right? I think it's just top two in the National League this year? You are correct. So, yes, 11 points adrift. So, it's looking a bit bleak for Berwick to be in the chance of any silverware at the end of the season. Uh, we move up to the Championship where, yep, you guessed it, Oxford are top in that league as well. They're six points clear now. Um, seven matches they've raced. They picked up, obviously, the uh, Superheat win at Scunthorpe as well. They're on 15 points from seven. Glasgow have got three meetings in hand, so could go level on points with them, but they're on nine from four. Then come Paul with nine from five. Now, they won't be able to go top, even with winning their matches in hand. Uh, Scunthorpe have raced more than everybody else. They're in fourth. They've got eight points in their eight meetings. Redcar have got seven from six. Then come the Birmingham Brummies on four points. They make up the top six. Is it, It's still the top six in the championship, isn't it? You are correct. Oh, lovely. I know my but stuff you know, Actually,
0: no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't
3: know. Anyway, so it's top six. We'll go with top six for now until I remember to check this next time. So hmm. Birmingham are sixth. They make up the possibly the last playoff spot, if I'm right. They're on four points from six meetings. Then come Edinburgh, two points from five meetings in seventh. The Berwick Bandits, two points from four. And then uh, hapless sort of Plymouth at the bottom, holding everybody else up. They've got two points from seven meetings. So it's looking a bit grim for them. But it's not uh, not. Completely impossible. They're only six points off the top four. And then we move into the premiership where the champions, Bellevue, continue to lead the way. They've got 27 points from 15 matches. Um, Wolves do still have four meetings in hand, as do Leicester. They're both on 20 points. I think Leicester have had a really impressive start to the season. Um, Then comes Sheffield. Uh, They're seven points behind Leicester, but they do have the last playoff spot um, on points difference ahead of Ipswich, who have raced more meetings. They're both Mm -hmm. on 13 points in fourth and fifth then come uh, Kings Lynn they're in sixth uh, 6th sixth Sixth. They're in sixth on seven points they're six points adrift of a playoff spot but are still five points clear of bottom club Peterborough who have managed just the two points from 11 meetings and there's your league roundup and I, have, I have a league the, uh...
0: table I can't find the MSDL <laughs> but I found the Northern Junior League so uh, it's not it. date but it's from June 19th so it's not far away but it is really Uh, at the top of the league you'll never guess who it is you'll never guess it's Workington we are still top of the league well our team are not really anymore because we lost but uh, from three matches we had five points Um, tied with West Lothian who also had five from four but I think we've got a better point difference or something so who knows Ashfield the third with four points from four meetings Redcar fifth with two points from one meeting but they did beat Workington last week so, maybe not. Uh, Armadale, fourth, fifth even, with a point from four. And Beric, once again at the bottom, uh, with one point from four as well. Oh. That's all I've got. Sorry. Thank you for
1: <laughs> that. It's alright. I didn't really mention it, because working to the top, but...
0: It just happened to be we a coincidence that that
1: was the one that I found.
0: Ooh,
3: good okay. old speed rare do not believe that for a, for that yeah. for a second.
1: Anyway. we'll look ahead to the fixtures coming up on the old telly box over the coming weeks uh, first the streaming BSN series is on BSN uh, no way first leg now the Pool Pirates against the Glasgow Tigers on Wednesday evening 7pm uh, start and then for these lucky lucky people the cameras are at Kings Lynn on Thursday for Kings Lynn Stars against the Sheffield Tigers um, I won't be there I'll watch it on BSN though it's Faragate next ooh from the first Glasgow. on uh, yeah, Tuesday the 11th of July at 6.30pm starts I think the meeting starts at 7 the Plymouth Gladiators take on the Glasgow Tigers um, and then we're back into the Premiership action on Thursday the 13th of July as the Ipswich Witches take on the Bellevue Aces um, then a special event from Glasgow on Sunday the 16th of July at 2pm the British under-21 final from Glasgow where Leon Flint will be looking to retain his title um wednesday the 19th of july oxford cheaters against the glasgow tigers friday the 21st of july um and we've got a double over the weekend red car against scunthorpe on the friday evening then on the saturday they go to berwick as they take on the edinburgh monarchs um friday the 28th of july this is a, a cab direct championship fixture between glasgow and pool And I think that concludes... Yep, that concludes everything on BSN for July. And then we look ahead to the Eurosport schedule. Taking a break this week. Um, Who is on next week? Where are we? 3rd of July. Sheffield take on Ipswich next Thursday. Sorry, next Monday. And then the following Monday, the Bellevue Aces take on the Ipswich Witches. So that is our schedule. Um, Just one more thing while we're on the radio. Unfortunately... um, we will have our team of the month discussion, but if you want to listen to that, you'll have to listen to our podcast when it's released at 9pm, on 9pm, 9am on Tuesday morning. Um, tomorrow morning, in fact, yeah. So, uh, last thing I want to talk about, um, STS sign-ups, for anyone who doesn't know, STS Sliders, is British an speedway sliders, virtual game. Turbo Sliders, whatever you call it, many names, it's speedway still test. the yep. same thing. Uh, I think, at some point over our lives, all three of us have been involved in this. We've um, doubled. Oh yeah, I, I, I was the best. I, I'm trying to come back. I, I, it was must have been 13 years ago. And uh, now I rode for the Birmingham Eye Candy, Ooh. if I remember rightly. Um, wasn't very good at it. Pretty no. much like my Speedway Challenge career. Yeah. But Kane, Kane, can you fill us in with a few more details quickly? Um, we've got we've got three minutes left on the radio. Oh, so. you're really pushing it. Um,
0: yeah, STS. It's a well,
1: lie. We've got a minute. So oh, even better.
0: <laughs> uh, STS. It's, uh, it's a speed racing game on your on your. Laptop, PC, not on your phone, but um, it's all right. And uh, yeah, if you want to try our hand at virtual Speedway, other um, well, games are available, such as Speedway Challenge. Um, if you don't have an Android, <laughs> and um, Ryan Douglas now plays Speedway yeah, Challenge. There's a few, few uh, Speedway riders in both games, I think. Um,
1: Tom Spencer actually had to pull out of our British qualifier the other week, didn't
0: he? I believe Stefan Nielsen. He he was at one point the world champion on um turbo sliders. Yes, he was, yeah. So yeah. um yeah, no, there's there's some names in there that you might know, and I, I can only speak from my experience, but um a lot of the people, if not all of them, are quite friendly. So uh yeah, if you want to be part of the speedy community, have some fun, race some virtual bikes, sign up, at dot com. Um yeah, go go
1: get started now, yeah. or else. Well, our radio's gone now Radio's gone. Bye. If you want a podcast, you're gonna to have to join our podcast because we're now going to talk about Team of the Month for June. Um, so let's go over to my. Lovely it's not going to be working, sheet. is it? Just get no, out the way. I mean, if, if we look at the spreadsheet now, I've got. You can see the ones I've put in red as non-goers. You can dispute any of those if you like, but I've got three from each league at the moment. I've got an argument but I want us to have an argument before I say what I think we should do but
3: I I it could to be honest very looking at it I think it's I think there's only one winner
0: well I don't know there's there's definitely one club it's one but which which the team, team. Oh, let's so, go.
3: I think the premiership team. Leicester. yeah well done Leicester boys two home wins two away wins unbeaten in june
0: I don't know I'm looking Shall we at get, wolves that, of that, of that, more, that drive is
1: really big should we get rid of Paul and wolves Yes, Wolves, yeah. Wolves drew at Kings Lynn. I think we should Let's get rid honest. of
0: uh, Leicester and Bulton Hall as well, because they've lost. And Belfield. Well, he did win five, to be fair. Leicester haven't lost.
1: I, are we, I, talk, are we I, talking about the Lion Cubs, sorry? Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: now. sorry. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, We're we getting rid of Milden Hall as well, because they lost. Yeah, and they beat us, which wasn't very nice. There's not really a reason. So that, that's left us <laughs> with. Weird... That's left us with five teams in the end. So we've got Bellevue, um, five wins out of six, three home wins out of three, two away. Wins out of three, only the one and the Pairs Championship as well. Leicester Lions, two wins at home, two wins away. They're unbeaten for the month of June. Glasgow Tigers, three wins out of three at home, and only there's only one away winning there, and considering the other teams I gonna, that are in contention. I've forgotten who they've raced, so I'm going to, have to go back. Should we get rid of Glasgow, though? Only one away win compared to the other teams that have featured in this.
0: Yeah, but they've only got one. Uh, yeah, I think that's the Let's
1: fair. see the they beat. Hang on.
0: That um, oh, was it Edinburgh. one. Was it? No. Was it Plymouth?
1: Uh, Plymouth, Edinburgh, uh, Birmingham, or Berwick? Birmingham. So it wasn't. It's Birmingham. Uh, so it's not on. Should we get rid no, of it? No, it was. It was Edinburgh. Beaten 51
0: 39. Ah, quarter. Yeah. And they were Even. without.
1: As they
0: were without Cook um, and. Pickering.
1: So, so yeah. we're left with four. We've got Bellevue, Leicester, or we... the two Oxfords. Right, let's go and. Look do you want one. my personal opinion? It's Oxford, isn't it? it? It. for me, it's a joint award. The fact you can't that do that. No, between, I'm not. I'm not. Why not? What? Why not? Because it's
3: not ten it? I mean, in fairness, you could just give it. Yeah, I, as much as I don't want to say this, and <laughs> it is hard, and. I don't want to do this, but in terms of a club, you probably have to give it to Oxford this month. Queen them, uh, 10 the
0: millions, they've
1: one, they've won nine and drew one in the I'm month fine with giving
0: it to Oxford, but I just want to give it to one of them because it's not teams of the month or club of the month; it's, it's team of the month. Just right. Are we,
1: are we are we settling on Oxford then? It's got to be one of the Oxford. Yeah, Oxford. Who, did, who did Bellevue lose at? Wolves. Because they won at Peterborough, didn't they? Oh, hang on. No, that. I want to last you Bellevue
0: races. Fixtures. They lost to. June, 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 June. <laughs> Leicester. No? Yeah, lost 52 38. They
1: did indeed. Hammered. No. So, yeah. The fact that Bellevue have lost a fixture, even though they rode six. Yeah, yeah, yeah we have to count them out I think so we're down to three now
0: right would you like to tell me would, would you like me to tell you even the uh, results
1: from both teams go on then I know Leicester won at King's End so that immediately well I've only got the
0: Oxford ones actually But I'll oh, go
1: on then I'll do these first uh, Oxford
0: cheaters they won 54-36 at Birmingham won 55-35 at home to Birmingham won 46-44 away at Berwick won 47-42 away at Plymouth won fifty two thirty eight at home to Poole, and won a superheat away at Scunthorpe, which was obviously 45-45. Yeah. The Chargers, they won fifty seven thirty two at Edinburgh, forty six forty four at Berwick as well, Fifty four thirty six at home to Mildon Hall, where they got the bonus point. Um, they might have been working, 51-39 at work. And uh, they sort of did win at Kent, but it didn't
1: count, so... Yeah. and, and what, what did Leicester do? Leicester won at Kingsville right. Le-
0: Le- Le- yeah, won. that's the championship wrong one, silly me Leicester fixtures they they had June they won 52-38 at home to Bellevue and Ipswich beat Kingsley in 47-43 at Kingsley and won 46-44 at Sheffield which might be the result of the season and also yeah, finished the pairs in
1: fifth, awful fifth, weren't they? Were they level? Fifth. I think they were
0: level with Ipswich, weren't they? They've got them down, he fifth, but yeah, they're joint it? on 26. Maybe they've there's lost head-to-head.
1: Lot, there's not a lot between the teams, to be honest.
0: I would say for a fifth result at home, probably get rid of Leicester.
1: I would purely because the other two have won three away from home. Yeah, I know they that, didn't get the well chance to well. win three away from home, but. So we are left where we thought we were gonna be with the two options. Wow,
0: who saw that one coming?
1: If we're not gonna do a joint award then.
0: How much they charge us for a spot? Uh, oh, I don't know. Because well, Oxford did use... beat Poole for the first time in what he's like, what, eight well this season, but maybe longer. They won at Berwick, they
1: won at Birmingham.
0: A super. The, huge the, win at, the Cheaters win at Berkington was quite comfortable, I would say. Which was a bit of a surprise, yeah. but yeah.
1: But again they've they've won at whether did they win Edinburgh and Berwick they beat Edinburgh with
0: side which I think they might have been injured
1: yeah and the Berwick team have been struggling anyway Not taking that might have away from I'll
0: take you charges, but... that Edinburgh team had Kyle Bickley oh it was Kyle Bickley's last match um, uh, Mick no no Mick Simms didn't get injured Alex Spooner got injured that was it because I think we yes. had meeting of the week at the time
1: I'd be tempted to go with the Cheaters because they've rode six in the month I'm quite happy and to do that the only time they didn't win was at Scunthorpe, where not a lot of teams tell you what, if we alone. do that as well it
0: means I can push under the away loss or the home loss against them under the carpet a little bit by just focusing on the, on the championship so yeah fine by me
1: and your thoughts yeah, Rob yeah I'll do it I'm not Trouble happy Robert, really, <laughs> so that was quite straightforward in the end can't wait till Kingsland win team of the month in July. What, 2028? No wins, one draw, five defeats. It's not a bad record that I thought. <laughs> Why did, did we draw? Oh, we drew a Wolves, didn't we? Hello Wolves, <laughs> oh. <laughs> But, so, well done. Oxford Cheaters. Um, team of the month for June. Um, to go along with some other, well, they've re- received many accolades recently. Sam Masters, and Henry I mean, Atkins have won, one today, rider of the week. So anyone else want a Ryan Kinsey, he's won a Rider of the Week competition as well. Scott Nichols has won two. Oxford are good, aren't yeah. they? Come on, Rob. Rob's dream mm-hmm. final is Oxford against Paul, I had.
3: Oh, hmm. oh. the first ever 0 nil. Please literally anybody else in the league win the league, please. I'll do it. I don't mind I honestly anyone. It doesn't matter. Like Glasgow, go for it, boys. Not please. a problem. Even at this point, at this point, I didn't think I'd say this, but at this point, Scunthorpe, please. anybody, <laughs> Just
1: someone. <laughs> it's not them two, please. Oh, it's <laughs> got desperate. Oh, well, yeah. that concludes the show this week. So thank you to everyone. Thank you to Lee for joining us on the show. Thank you to you two. Thank you for everyone you. who's listened. Um, anything to add before we disappear? Um, yeah, nah, nah. All right.
0: Yeah, um, actually, one thing, because it it's just kind of funny. Uh, Mickey Simpson is my one to watch, and he set
1: himself on fire. So, mine and, when we are watching, mine, I suppose. Mine and Rob's one to watch in the premiership's no longer in the premiership. I've won that one anyway. <laughs> Good work. Oh, oh. What hooks have, have we got on there? Oh, God. I think everyone else is looking all right. Rob's yeah. one to watch in the... Uh, in the I, I would say there's one to watch. Ashton Bowen, um, Bowen. I don't know how to say his surname. Ashton. Ashton, yeah. He's, um, he turned 16 in August, I believe. He does? I have a sneaky suspicion he'll be in the premiership before the end of the season. Premiership? That's, that's my feeling. Hugging. But he's knows not signing. I, I don't mean he's signing for you, Nathan. I, I don't. I, Let him dream. I just, Let him dream. Come on. Let him dream. Nib's down the road. He's got to sign for us. Nib Anyway. <laughs> that concludes the show for us this evening. Thank you for listening and um, we will talk to you again next week. Thank you very yes. much. Bye. Bye.